What's up and welcome to another MoGraph MoCast. I'm Dave. And I'm Matt. Joining us this week is Nick Denbauer, also known by his name, his pseudonym, Smearballs. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me, guys. And MoGraph is a supplement to our site, MoGraph.com, which is a motion graphics tutorial site with tutorials, plugins, podcasts, and other MoGraph stuff. And on the show, we talk about everything ranging from motion graphics to Cinema 4D, After Effects, plugins, render engines, doing business, doing taxes, being a contractor, or working for the man. You can email us, info at MoGraph.com. Let us know what you think about the show, questions, comments, concerns, queries, grievances, show topic ideas, artist suggestions. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, MoGraph.com. Hey, TikTok, thank you, everybody, for subscribing, because mm-hmm. we can do live streams now. Yeah. I might do one tonight. We'll see. If I got time, are you, I might hop are, on. Are you beating your kid in uh, TikTok followers yet? <laughs> are you beating, are your, you kid? beating your kid? Yeah, it's like, comma, where's this going? At TikTok? <laughs> Yeah, she's very upset. I heard her saying upset. something about like one of her posts going viral or getting a lot of views the other day, so yes. I don't know if that, yeah. if that hurt your She views. got a viral post. It got yeah. a lot of hits. She got some more likes. But That's good. Because, here's the thing. Because we're running promotions on there as well, uh-huh. I think it gets out there to more people and you get more likes. She's like, it's not fair. You're paying for likes. <laughs> like, I'm not paying for likes. I'm advertising and people yeah. are just liking it. But, uh, yeah, so we'll be able to stream. I have no idea how it works. The, probably the first time I get on, I'll just sit there and, and maybe point in at Cinema 40 and mess around and answer just random people's see questions. how we can get you know? incorporate this into it, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think we should be able to even pipe in MoGraph TV. We'll yeah. see. That'd be cool. Uh, I, I did mention that briefly. Uh, we are uh, getting really close to the launch of our 24-7 streaming network uh for motion graphics so that's going to be fun yeah uh, it is almost ready to go there's just all these little details i just want to make sure are are set and um it's it's going to be great it's going to be awesome you'll you'll be able to catch up on uh the stuff from the week on not just our network but other people's channels and um watch classic stuff and watch tutorials and talks and get inspiration it's going to be great uh, i've been working on it for an entire year Mm-hmm. More than a year now, so um, that's that, that's that, and uh, yeah, I've called dibs yeah. on the three in the morning slot. on yeah. Saturday nights, gonna do. It'll the be late like night the late night. Channel. Yeah, the Adult Swim. Yeah, you know the three a.m. weirdness. Mm-hmm. You can have a segment called "Let's Get Weird." Sure, would love that. Yeah, there's going to be stuff like that too. Um, I would like to do a whole reel thing where we put people's reels together. And we'll have, like, a 30-minute reel show. It's going to be awesome. And uh, so uh, another bit of news. Our Rococo gloves are on the way. Mm -hmm. Not the whole suit Mm -hmm. yet, but the gloves. That same Uh, thing happened to me. I got the gloves, like, a month and a half or two months before I got the suit. Yeah. But it's pretty fun. I was using mine yesterday. I love it. It's uh, Is is yours the first-gen one? Yeah, I, th- okay. I still have the first. Yeah, the new one's not out yet. Yeah. The new one ships in February. Do you know what the difference is with the new one? What's what's upgraded with it? Well, it's one better. It's better. Because it's two. Sure. <laughs> Sounds cool. Um, right. I hear the yeah, setup uh, is a I lot easier. Like, it's yeah. not so much of a, a, yeah. a headache. To set up. To yeah. set up, yeah. And um, also, I think it's better at uh, measuring your, your height. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, mm-hmm. I think before you might have been able to like jump and stuff, but this one, like you could climb a ladder and it it can figure out where you are or something. Mm-hmm. That's what I believe I read on that uh, 
cool. So we we've never used it before. I would like to know, like like what do you, what did you think of the first gen? Are, are you mm-hmm. doing I, stuff? I with like it? it quite a bit. I mean, there's a bit of driftiness that like it never ends in the same spot you started. Like when I'm mm-hmm. clicking my mouse when I press ah. record, and then like it's always out by a few feet. But oddly, yeah, I don't notice any foot drift while I'm standing or doing things. But it yeah, it still just doesn't end up huh. in the same spot. But Interesting. It's, uh, but it's you know weird. what? I use a lot of. I usually bring my rigs into iClone, or I'm messing with iClone stuff where you you can override the hand positions yeah. and correct all oh, that kind cool. of stuff, which is kind of handy. So I've been, you know, doing that. But stuff still comes into iClone glitchy once in a while. Like, it's not a perfect science at all. This workflow. <laughs> that was going to be uh, one of my links for this week. Was iClone? I was looking at mm-hmm. it uh, yesterday. And it looks like it really makes the character stuff a lot easier to handle. Totally, especially with the Rococo suit, because you'll you'll have your hand. You can never like you're calibrating with your hands beside you, and whenever you touch your head, it's always like here or here or here. It's never mm-hmm. right on. So when you have to have two mm-hmm. hands touching something or holding something, like you always have to adjust. And in an iClone, you can just literally take you know any hand or any any bone input with the IK and correct it and keyframe it really easily. So I find it super handy for that. What about rigging? Does it do rigging stuff? Too? Iclone? Like fixing the rigging? Yeah, you know, I mean, the characters are, like, if you're using waiting. Character Creator 3 or whatever, the rig's already made, and you you can mess with them. But there's so many tools in iClone to to mess with the rigs and, and to, you know, track stuff. And, like, yeah, it's pretty robust. I'm no, I by no means, like, an iClone expert, but it's, it mm-hmm. is pretty handy. I usually just do a bunch of stuff in iClone, bounce it into cinema and facial expressions i'm still using the pose morphs that come into cinema to be able to mm-hmm. do that because i kind of like doing that close up in my renderer to really see what it's going to look like in the end mm-hmm. rather than and because it also exports like a keyframe for every frame on all parameters so it's not like you can mm. fix yeah, keyframes yeah, yeah, too yeah, easily yeah. and whatnot so yeah yeah What's your process then? So you, you record it. I, we're so noob to this. Like, we're mm-hmm. going to be learning all this from scratch. Yeah. So. yeah. I think, well, Jonathan Winbush is his name, I think. He's, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, he's, mm-hmm. got, he's got a good tutorial on that workflow that I keep referring to because I forget oh, every okay. time I go to use it. But, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, nice. basically, you record the mocap in the Rococo software. Bounce it right. into 3D Exchange. So that's the thing about Reillusion. You, got, you don't just buy iClone. You've got to buy the whole damn package. You've got to buy the 3D Exchange software that mm-hmm. comes with it in order to mm-hmm. bounce stuff in and out so yeah you bring the the mocap fbx that you export from rococo into 3d exchange then you have to like do a little conversion process and then you bounce it into iClone. and then okay. yeah so it's just a little and step then you in fix between. it up in iClone. in fix it up in iClone, export another fbx from iClone, <laughs> and bring it into cinema then do all my is octane there, is there not a way just to import it straight into cinema yeah you can but iClone is going to help you fix a lot of character stuff. Exactly. Well, it can it, it's, so there's the there's a the new Mixamo rig, you know, mm-hmm. in Cinema that'll allow you to adjust Mixamo points and stuff like that. Could they not do the same thing for this? Yeah. So there's also plugins for the Rococo software that you can go straight into Cinema or straight into, uh, for, and you can export. There's all these different bone. Uh, uh, configurations uh, mm-hmm. that you can export from Rococo, so you can do the Mixamo hierarchy instead of mm-hmm. the, okay. the iClone one or Maya or whatever. I think Maya is the most kind of cross uh, 
mm-hmm. compatible. So I, it, it's always like export as a Maya rig, and then in 3D Exchange, use the Maya settings, and it all works kind of in Cinema. Okay. Uh, but there's no direct Cinema 4D settings in 3D Exchange or anything like that. So, but yeah, there are plugins to go direct into Cinema. I haven't tried it yet because I'm I'm actually using iClone characters from Character Creator 3 a lot of the time these days mm-hmm. with Roco. That's all I've really done with the suit so far. Mm-hmm. So that's just been the only workflow I've I've tried. Yeah. That's the thing is they have some really great character tools that are like, it's not your typical IK stuff, right? It's like they've got stuff to help smooth it out and to help build on top of it, fix things. But the things the Rococo that, software know. is pretty incredible too with the filters in it. It has mm-hmm. f- like foot drift correction. It has like when your knees kind of pop sometimes and you get that weird IK popping. It, it mm-hmm. does a really good job of correcting that stuff. Like I thought just from using mocap packs that people have made with the suit or with other suits, I thought I was going to get really glitchy, crappy results from the suit and then I was surprised right. at how good it actually is because I have with those filters on in the software, I've had to do very little correction. Yeah, I think we might do a video on this um, once we learn. Because I think what's going to happen probably is uh, Jags is going to fly into Dallas. Yeah. We're going to work on something together. Um, Barton's getting one at the same time. We might have a whole collaborative thing, do a little video on it. Uh, did you guys uh, get the face uh, capture stuff? We did. Too? Yeah. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Pickle Nick and I, uh, we were on a shoot last week and I was telling him that we were, you know, you know, I was, I, we were talking about the, that Jags was going to be coming into town and we're going to, we're going to do a short or whatever. And we, him and I started coming up with ideas, you know, I have to, uh, I'll have to fill you in Dave once the show is over, oh, but, okay. uh, you know, some fun spoofy stuff, you know? <laughs> so sweet i got yeah, one thing is like i'm i've like lost almost 15 pounds or something in the last few months <laughs> nice, which is like, nice and thanks but i can i can only now like as long as you're my trying suit. yes if it's yeah, yeah. Oh. sorry <laughs> no but it was like when i first got yeah. the suit i was 15 pounds heavier and i was just <laughs> like oh my god i'm like you know yeah, barely zipping it up, and I'm like, "This is." And I Chris got a large in the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. right. I'm like, I'm not taking any shots of myself using this suit and <laughs> <the> suit. Yeah, <laughs> but now it's, I feel yeah. like it's not as ridiculous. I still look ridiculous dancing around like a fool, but yeah, I might have uh, to put a t-shirt on over it. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't <laughs> look at me. <laughs> yeah, can you, you have to stay in shape does it, for it? Can you actually put like clothing on top of it? I mean, I'm sure it'll be hot as hell, see, but like, I don't think it would interfere with the track. I don't see why I don't, not? Yeah. Uh huh. Interesting. I don't know. Yeah, that'd be funny. Yeah, because you could wear it under your clothes in public, <laughs> like secret mocap. You've still got the <laughs> the headband on though. It's a little giveaway. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be what, what was the shoes name of the, would be hard because it's got sensor right on your toes, so it's like. I don't think you can uh, wear shoes yeah. with it too easily. I thought Let's it'd be like, Crocs. what's this? Yeah, wear no. Crocs. Flip flops. some Crocs. With the, um, what, what's it? Going, what was the title of the thing? Going for sushi or whatever? Out, uh, going or, to the store out, and then yeah. late for and late for a meeting and then uh, going out for sushi or something like going that. Going out for sushi. Yeah, you could do something like that. That's like, uh, David Matt, Lewin. Matt goes to the gas station. Yeah. yeah. Matt goes to the gas yeah. station. And I'm just like dancing like the little character. Buying Mountain Dew. <laughs> Buying lots of Mountain Dew and like fill overfilling a cart full of Mountain Dew. Mm-hmm. It is a huge we'll time time saver though. Like I mean, I've got a pretty massive mocap library and like you can find mm-hmm. stuff that works, but it's just awesome to get custom stuff and to just like yeah. I, I'm trying to do a piece right now with like twelve plus characters and I basically just like 
had my click track going and did all of them in one shot yesterday you know <laughs> like That's just cool. be, and yeah. then be like wow i have got this massive library all moving to the same beat ready to pop into my scene you know it's pretty handy yeah we're gonna have to um learn how to dance we, we need to learn <laughs> some dance moves matt right. so we can do something with it okay we'll do yeah, you gotta have something in the library you just can't right. stand there you know <laughs> Yeah. At least learn how to floss. You already know how to do that. <laughs> I know how to do that. I don't. Yeah. I'm pretty good. Yeah. Let's can, learn all the dances from Fortnite. Yeah. yeah. Well, those are already, you can download all those pretty much. I know. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, other things I had in the week wrap up. Today is going to be mostly NFT heavy. So just letting you know ahead of time. Uh, all my all my client way. work turned into NFT client work, so it's come mm-hmm. full circle. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Stay drinks, stay drinks, stay drinks. Stay drinks. I've got some links and things. Um, this is just a completely random link, but uh, in case anybody is still having this issue, there's always got to be an up-to-date article on this, is how to make sure that your automatic updates in Windows are turned off. No. <laughs> Completely. Yeah. Because here's the thing. Something like um, MoGraph TV, it's got to run on a system that can run 24-7. Mm-hmm. You can't just, like, say, oh, well, we're going to yeah. do a Windows <laughs> the update The system randomly. went down because we had a off. Windows update. That's right. funny. So I had to make sure that that was off. So I've got a good article. Uh, because they, they change it. I mm-hmm. swear they change it so that you can't disable it, and then someone else figures out yeah. how to do it. Yeah. Um, so I got an article on that. And also... Uh, in, I haven't played with it yet, but in, NVIDIA Canvas 1.1 is out, and it's supposed to be really cool. I oh, saw yeah, Don yeah. Allen playing with it the other cool. day. I'll, I'll post a link to his video, and uh, it's pretty cool what that does. Yeah. You, know, you just paint different colors, and it creates stuff. AI real imagery. Like shaded mm-hmm. mountains and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's cool. It's kind of fun. And uh, VR Corner. Haven't done that in a while. Yeah. I thought we could talk a little VR. Yeah, let's um, talk some VR. <laughs> there are two links that I have here. Number one, there is a uh, a leak about the new headset, the new Oculus Rift. I don't like that the name Oculus Rift is going away, mm-hmm. kind of, because they had Oculus, the or they call it the Rift, and now it's the Quest, now it's the MetaQuest. And it's like, oh, they went from Oculus Rift to MetaQuest. awful. Yeah. And the name is gone. Uh, and I don't know. MetaQuest. It, it, it just feels... Like it's it feels dirty, dirty. Yeah, because Gross. I followed Rift from the beginning and Kickstarter and had all the versions. Mm. But um, it does look really cool. And also, there's a link to this uh, YouTuber. He reviews VR headsets, and he has one called the best VR headset in the world. And it's this headset where like the the pixels are just so dense, you cannot tell. That it's a screen in there. It's actually got four screens. It takes two display ports to even make the thing <laughs> nice. run. It's insane. Wow. Yeah, that's great. I wonder Meta what world the piece. I wonder what the FPS is on that. It can. Yeah, I mean, it was high. He he said he said it was the the close ex- experience he's had to the first time he ever put on a VR headset. You know that wow factor when mm-hmm. you first saw something in VR? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the little Italian village that they had in the first version of the Oculus Rift that you could walk around, the little villa. I never actually first did that. First time I saw that. Mine yeah. was always the space one. The space one was the oh, first Oh, yeah, time. yeah. 
Yeah, you brought it into work, and then we were all sick by the end of the day because we just spent all of our time there, and we couldn't. We didn't have the. There's no parallax. Yeah, there's no oh, parallax. Yeah. I actually got like the kind coaster. of sort of long term sick from VR. I, I downloaded somebody's like hack of like Doom <laughs> Two or something uh-huh. that was like. <laughs> To- or uh, yeah, just a Doom, some old Doom version where somebody just made it VR ready without any optimization. So you're just uh-huh. like you're playing, and it's kind of cool in the gameplay. And then it goes into those cinematic, uh, you know, uh, mm-hmm. interludes, and it just pulls your head out of that, and and like your camera's flying around. And I got like oh. sick to my stomach, and it lasted like three or four days after, where I was just like feeling mm-hmm. weird nausea. And I'm like, yeah, how is it this happens? so powerful? <laughs> yeah, it just like it. Welcome to the metaverse, you. everybody. You can't, you can't do it anymore. Yeah. yeah. As long Bring as you can travel bag. around in a game by by blanking to different places and not actually moving, you're fine. But yeah. but man, it, it, it spirals out of control and there's no going back when it happens. Yeah. It's like take the helmet off and take mm-hmm. a nap. Yeah. Or else you're you're gonna have a bad time. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Hi, my name is Sashia Dumont. I'm a writer, actor, and filmmaker. Hi, my name is Paul Robinson. I'm a director, DP, and filmmaker. We are the creators and hosts of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, an online source for all things indie film. We are a husband and wife film team and co-owners of Send Three Productions, and we started this podcast for filmmakers like ourselves who were producing on micro budgets with skeleton crews. Go Gorilla is a weekly podcast that features various talents in TV, film, and web series productions. We've interviewed filmmaker powerhouses like Kestrin Pantera, Richard Raymond, Alex Ferrari, Cassandra Ebner, and Ryan Connolly. Amazing actors like Hannah Ward, Lou Taylor Pucci, Chris Wataski, and Eileen Gruba. Groundbreaking cinematographers like Jody Lee Lipes and Jessica Lee Gagne, and many more. We also offer weekly reviews of our favorite films and shows, which vary from low-budget first-time filmmakers to A-listers and everyone in between. Go Gorilla is proud to announce that we have officially joined the MoGraph Podcast Network. So if you love filmmaking as much as we do, tune in every Sunday for a new episode of the Go Gorilla Filmcast. Your your source source for all things indie film. Now available on the MoGraph Podcast Network. I've been playing uh, a lot of Beat Saber updates and a lot of um, what other updates? I don't know. Uh, I need to get back Trover into saves the, the universe, the, the quest. You know, like I've got it, and I just need to. I just need to charge it. You know, because it's such an easy. It's such an easy thing to just pop on now. You know, there's yeah. no confusion and stuff like that. Which is nice. And there's wireless PC link, which I haven't tried to see. Is if it's there good, now? But apparently, you don't need the cable anymore. Wait, is this on the new one or is this currently on the Quest 2? No, this is on the current one. They did an update. And also they did the update with your phone because, you know, you can view well, that's what's bullshit going on with because your phone. I already paid for Beat Saber twice now. Oh, I see. What you, yeah, mm-hmm. it's probably still better to play Beat Saber on mm. the standalone because you're not going to have any lag or weirdness. But Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, th- I think it's technically in beta. You can check that out. And uh, you can also get on your phone and see what you're doing with like a uh, mixed reality, mm-hmm. so people can aim it at you and watch what you're playing, you oh, know, and fun. just move the camera around you and see what's going on. That's super cool. That's also fun. So, yeah, um, that's all I got for VR corner. <laughs> do we have any other non NFT things that we we want to talk about before we do the drop today? Uh, one VR. Th- I did a VR thing, I think. I don't have a quest, Ooh. but I think you can check it out. Um, uh, since our last podcast, I think we talked about it. But I did a thing for the residents. 
uh, called Die, Die, Die. It's like a VR music video that I kind of sunk up some footage of a live performance with uh, a 3D scene that I made of this, like, uh, uh, coliseum where there's all mm-hmm. these weird murders taking place. So cool. Who is it? Because, of course, I expect you to die comes Die, comes die, up. die. Uh, the resident, the residents. Can you? Last time I searched on the Oculus thing, you, it was there. But uh, the residents, die, 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 Oculus. There we go. Cool. We found it. Yes, yeah, so you should be able. I'm to sorry. Check it out. The Meta Quest. The meta sorry. Quest. Sorry. Yeah. Here we go. Oh, okay. So, um, Let me bring so, that up oh. here. It just makes me so angry. Makes me yeah. so angry. Ooh, that's so that, pretty. That Coliseum, it was really hard to get the focal length and line up the camera in that, Mm because you've got this, it was shot on like an 8K 20 lens fucking stereo camera, and then trying to match that with the Cinema 4D Octane stereo camera, because you've got perfection in the the 3D one, and there's all these imperfections and lens, multi-lens distortions in the other one, so Mm -hmm. it was one of those, like, I kept moving the camera and the rotation, like, literal, like, fractions of a degree until and then putting on the headset rendering putting on the headset keep testing it until finally i just like got it and it like sunk up and it was literally like finding a needle in a haystack to get that camera position (laughs) locked in that's cool though but have you yeah it turned out you seen the uh there's a there's a lens that that uh canon Canon just announced yeah yeah have you seen that what is it it's like a 180 degree uh lens that you pop onto your thing and oh it's stereo yeah Yeah, stereo yeah stereo lens that pops right onto the regular mount which is rising so you just record super like if you you put this on a because this would be compatible with uh black magic 6k because it is the ef mount so you put that on there and then uh actually it says rf but i don't Mm. know i so does it i don't know but is I it think projecting it like an equirectangular kind of a thing in there? Or is it, how does it, what image are you recording I would assume there? that it would probably do, be doing like a left-right type thing. Yeah, rounded. Know? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know how ready it is, like after it's done, if you could just play the footage or if you've got to do some sort of special processing with it yeah. first. Yeah, you must have to do some processing. Because it's probably just two spherical, like warped, uh, mm-hmm. distorted images, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's a, but you the, get that stereo, so the, that's the uh, cool part. The GoPro used to have something similar, you know, mm-hmm. where you it would be it was two lenses and you'd hook up two GoPros, two you GoPros. know, uh, 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 to it, and then you'd bring that into your computer, and then you'd have to like adjust the, you know, uh, the parallax between the two or whatever the the what's the what's the word the starts with a c oh anyway. the, the i can't remember the it's been so long since i've done 3d stuff but yeah i did that i actually used that gopro one years and years ago when it first came out that gopro one when uh when the 3d cameras and stuff became like big shit and like everyone was like oh yeah 3d is the future blah 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 blah, blah and all these Except movies me. kept doing 3d and it's like no it's just a fad it's gonna go away mm-hmm. which it did you know uh uh but that was the best one that i had ever seen like out of everything that stupid gopro one looked so good (laughs) and so we bought one and i ended up doing a 24 hour dallas 24 hour video race and did one where it was did a whole story about like someone got the new apple eyeball you know and so it was all point of view stuff and we did like pop-ups and all this other stuff we ended up winning first place for it it was fun but yeah it looked really good yeah 
Yeah, here in the chat, uh, uh, Joggernaut uh, says similar to the Theta stuff, but mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. stereo rather than VR. That that's cool. Cool. Yeah. Remember when everybody was like going to 3D, like you were saying, and every motion designer was like, "I got to learn 3D." Yeah. I got to learn. I got to learn like stereoscopic 3D <laughs> animation, like mm-hmm. really bad. And it's like. Mm-hmm. I did it once for a Depends. job for uh, Flying Lotus had a uh, stereoscopic 3D uh, LED wall behind him for his live mm-hmm. show. That's I made cool. a bunch of content for that, which was pretty fun, kind of mixing yeah. some After Effects 2D stuff and some 3D scenes rendered out in stereo. It looked amazing, like when you've got the glasses on on stage and it's all popping out yeah. at you. It was yeah, pretty cool. I bet. That'd be sweet. Yeah. Be yeah. Once we get AR, though, that'll be solved everybody yeah. just has their own processor yeah. i was just in miami uh for uh basil and there was a show there of with like an 80 foot curved screen with mm-hmm. that was all 3d and i've never seen 3d pop out that much where it really felt like something was like 20 foot out from the screen right in your face it was pretty amazing i don't know if That's it was cool. just the brightness of the led or just like the crazy um curvature of the screen if that had something to do with it i don't know but it Mm -hmm. looked pretty incredible that's cool yeah we'll we'll have to dig into that a little bit more too once we hit the drop should we should we go ahead and uh, no we got one last thing oh that's right that's right so i didn't know we were doing this today. yeah we're doing it today okay all right right, right. so uh uh we're doing a big save the date save the date officially for camp mograph 2022 so we're super excited. We've got a we've got a new place uh, this year. It is going to be uh, at Camp Silver Beach in uh, Virginia Beach, Virginia. So very very excited about that camp. It's going to be awesome. We're super excited. But the dates are September fourteenth through the nineteenth. And you're probably thinking to yourself, wait a second, there's an extra day there. Sure right. enough. We uh, we had a lot of people ask, you know, you know, they're like, oh, it felt like it just went so fast that uh, we'd love to have an extra day. So uh, uh, we added an extra day on uh, uh, that Sunday when people would normally leave. You know, we added that for like a uh, a activities day. So if people just want to do activities and stuff or go swimming on the beach, you can. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. and the the camp is going to be super great. I'm super excited about it. The uh, thing is, the last night, everybody tends to go a little hard. Yeah. And the next morning is hard to get up and get yeah. out of there and catch your flight. Plus, so. and it'll, it'll work out well for us as, like, you know, staff and stuff like that because it's always a rush the last day to clean up everything and get it all going. Get out. You know, yeah, yeah get out on time. So at it'll least give us the last time to day, hang out with people. It'll give us <laughs> a chance to hang out with people. It'll uh, give us a chance and all the workshop instructors to get uh, to uh, um, yeah, to get their areas relax. cleaned up and stuff. So all we have to worry about the next day is just you know picking up linens and stuff, which yeah, uh, we'll talk about that later. Um, but anyway, and, and if, it will yeah, well, we'll make it an optional day, which is great because yeah. if if you have to get back to work on Monday, mm-hmm. you can leave on Sunday or late Sunday or whatever. But yeah. if you want to stay, you can stay. And yeah. uh, it it just it, the other thing is that generally flights are cheaper on Monday. On Mondays, yeah, and, and Sundays they're usually the most expensive. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you want to start looking for stuff, if you're uh, if you're planning on going, uh, one make sure. We'll we'll have an announcement of when tickets are going to drop here soon. 
Um, but you can go to campmograph.com and sign up for the, uh, the email list and mm-hmm. we'll, mm-hmm. uh, we'll keep everyone up to date when tickets will go on sale as, as yeah. well as like, you know, any additional news and stuff. Cause there's plenty coming. So yeah, Can't September wait. 14th to the 19th. She'll Can't be fun wait. Thursday to Monday. Got a lot of work to do. Yeah, we do. <laughs> this one's going to be fun though. We're going to, yeah. we're going to rent some, uh, Run some golf carts and have some fun on that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Must have permission to drive golf cart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, Sunday uh, will be a, a hangout day. Just a hangout day. It'll be great. Super excited cool. about that. All right. Well, you ready to go to the drop? Uh, yeah, let me pull up my notes. Sorry. Go ahead. All right. Well, why don't you do that while I hit the intro? Okay. All right. Let's do it. The drop. Is this the fucking mic? This is exactly what I should be doing. What's up and welcome to this week's episode of The Drop, your weekly source for all things crypto art, as well as NFTs and other things uh, in the MoGraph industry. I couldn't get it up in time. I I kept clicking clicking, uh, uh, Chrome and it wasn't bringing it up. Anyway, um, yeah, uh, uh, joining us as always is Dave Koss and joining us this week, super excited to talk NFT and crypto art stuff, uh, uh, Nick Denbauer, also known as Smearballs. Hello, hello. Yeah, let's get into it. Um, let's, let's get into. Go. You want to go through the major drops real yeah, quick? Yeah, let's go through the major drops before we get into the, the meat of the show. Um, yeah. First up, uh, uh, Nifty Gateway today, um, uh, the tenth of January, uh, is Clapis. Uh, this one Clappus. is Clapis is a like a sculptor, and there's what's really interesting is that like. There's some really expensive prices on here. You know, from what you're used to seeing with, like, NFTs and stuff like that, you know, like a 15-minute open edition for $4,000 each, which is, you know, a little a little, a little high price. Open edition? Open for edition four, for 4000 yeah. You know, it kind of does solve the open edition um, problem. Yeah. I know. Because, you know... You it, make it, it too it, cheap, it, everyone's going to get it, and it's going to become saturated if... You know, right. a little expensive. But anyway. Make some money, but... We've also got you know. uh, some collector drawings and uh, collector pre-sale and stuff. Uh, yeah, so it's... Uh, Those look cool. Uh, yeah, really cool looking stuff. Really yeah. cool looking stuff. So um, that is today. Uh, next up tomorrow, we've got Ola Volo. Um, Ola is a... Oh, man, this is a really cool... This is really cool stuff. So um, it, it says volumetric capture you know and mixing together oh. some of their work and stuff but this looks this looks rad i i i would love to know how they did that cuz the mm-hmm. the work Volumetric looks great capture. yeah mm-hmm. so uh that's on the 11th on the 12th there's a uh, mira ruido i i don't know if i'm saying mira that correctly mira ruido yeah, that sounds sounds correct right. i think right um yeah this is a uh, 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 collection called life so are you ready for the never-ending cycle? Born, play, work, die. Yeah. So yeah. It should be fun. Uh, then on the 14th, uh, Vinicius Costa. Uh, Oops, wrong screen. Yeah, I don't know if I'm <laughs> saying this right. So this is, I mean, this one that I'm showing is just a super rare thing, but I really liked their work. They didn't have anything about their upcoming drop. Um, but it's like a, a super surrealism and stuff like that. I really, I really like their work. So should be a really fun one. That one is on the 14th. 
Um, then going over to Maker's Place uh, on the 11th, uh, Alexander Van Glitch um, is doing a drop, uh, <laughs> The Dreams of Francis Bacon, uh, which is really interesting. It's uh, inspired by British painter Francis Bacon's famous portraits, collections based on one idea. What if the artist's portraits were inspired by his own dreams? So, I don't know. Fun stuff. Interesting. He's looking at stuff. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, then on the 12th, uh, Lulu Jiao. I don't know if I'm saying that correct, but I love this work. I think it's super pretty stuff. Super fun. Let me turn it down. Yeah. Super fun, like, you know, the plasticky looking vinyl mm-hmm. stuff, but like, <laughs> but, there's yeah, a but. there's a butt, you know, there's a butt. So really neat looking stuff. I like it. Something that's right up EJ's alley, I think, <laughs> not because of the butt, yeah. but because of the vinyl stuff. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, then on the 13th, Android Jones uh, on Maker's Place, uh, which is really cool. Um uh, animated pieces in this collection were created in collaboration with Andrew Jones. Blah, blah, blah. Thrilled to share both digital works. Yeah. Like, really neat looking <laughs> stuff. Lots of fractal. Good description. Stuff. Yeah. Good description there. I'm just reading it. If anything important comes out, you know, then I. And then, do we have any. That's it for the Maker's Place ones. Dave, do we have any community drops? We do have a community drop because I was on uh, TikTok the other day, and I, I noticed a little TikTok from Chad Ashley come across the. I'm going to run to the restroom real quick. Sorry. All right, get that Humera going. Did Chad drop his piece yet? I saw a little preview of that head with all the faces on it. Yeah, it pretty dope. Oh yeah, it is up. I haven't seen it animated yet. So this one, Skull Candy. This is great. I love the texture on this. I believe yeah. that this is, this texture is from the everyday the collections. Yeah, 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 for sure. Love that. Love what that's he great. did with the eyes. You know, that's perfect. <laughs> right. Um, and then oh, am I full screen? There we go. And then the other one that he posted the other day was, uh, this guy right here. This is really cool. Face down. Yeah. That looks dope. Look at that. Yeah. Whose face is that? How did he even or are there do multiple that? Faces? Oh, that looks like it's some kind of like, almost... it looks like a displacement texture moving. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it looks like it's triplanar or something with that blend on the corner. I don't know. Yeah. That's dope, though. It looks cool. Yeah. It would be cool to. Is that like to vector, vector displacement? That. Could be. I bet you this is Arnold. Yeah. That's cool. I'm just taking a guess that, that that's a little bit of Arnold action right there. I think that's all, right? Because these are sold. These are his older ones. So, yeah, Face Down and Skull Candy. We'll put a link to this in the show notes as well. You can check that out. And is there anything else in here? No, I don't believe so. Uh, Matt will be back in a second after he... Um, you need to play, like, uh, P sound effects while he's gone when he does right. that, you know? Just <laughs> like the naked gun kind of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get that Humera, dog. Um, I think we mentioned this before the show on the stream and not actually on the recorded show, but uh, we were talking about the Humera thing last week, and somebody commented that they actually worked on that spot. I don't know uh, the spot you're talking about, the Humera. It's hilarious. Yeah, we'll show it to you after the show. It's it's the pod, it's the podcaster one where they have to. Oh yeah, yeah. The podcaster has to go to the bathroom. Yeah, but uh, yeah, let's talk about what you've been doing uh, because I mean, there's there's uh, 
a lot you've been doing, but there's also like some questions that we would love to ask uh, when it comes to the ins and outs of some of this. And number one, let's uh, before we get into the the dead mouse stuff, let's talk about the the is it the smearverse or the smeariverse? The smeariverse, I guess. Yeah, smeariverse, smeariversible. Smeariversible. It's uh, yeah, it's this thing. I t- partnered up with the guys at Digital Nation Entertainment in uh, L.A. and they uh, they've been kind of making these um, metaverse like three D websites for celebrities and stuff. I think they made one for Grimes and uh, some other people. But uh, they're kind of planning on opening it, opening up this CyberXR platform, like without the vowels, C Y B R X R dot com. And uh, where people, maybe there'll be more of a template site where people can build, you know, from various templates and customize it and, uh, you know, get a back end where you can change textures on walls and blah, blah, blah. So uh, there's tons of these kinds of sites coming up. But these guys at Cyber have made it, the the rendering in it is really good and there's some really good UE guys over there. So I kind of just did a little mock house kind of like a peewee's playhouse weirdo land and and made it in cinema 4d and gave it to these guys and they ported it into some uh, web xr platform that they've developed and uh, it's really cool because you can jo- jump in and have like webcam calls because your avatar will actually pop up with a you know video uh head right. and you can i you tried know, that chat it's cool <laughs> yeah you came in that day that i launched it that was fun yeah i was looking to see if there was like some footage or video of it somewhere the problem is you don't want to load up the site because it wants you to log in and it's going to take all this gpu power and i i don't want to open it yeah well while well, well, we've got our webcams going here and audio yeah, issues so but but yeah but if you're <laughs> asking for watching it. <laughs> check it out i've been having yeah. like you know client meetings in there because it's more fun than a zoom call you've got a that's really avatar funny. yeah <laughs> chill out <laughs> it's pretty fun and you got just like half naked you know, weird things <laughs> all around the place, and it's yeah. like yeah. Th- this is what you've come. You've got to expect if you're going to work with me. <laughs> That's true. That's true. You got to be comfortable uh, with this. But the idea too is like eventually there's like a main screen inside the house where I, I I'll be able to do live streams from there and also have art shows. So I've got a bunch of screens uh, frames in there that we'll be able to cycle through and have kind of group art shows and have a party in there to launch it and whatnot. So cool. I just uh, you know it's only in the last week I've become a free man again so i kind of want to get back into that world but in the meantime we also built one for the dead mouse project so there's kind of a yeah. headquarters for the actual nft project where people can hang out and there's a little shooter game in there and uh joel I played it this morning oh yeah <laughs> yeah there's some people yeah. in the discord that are like serious about it and have like high scores that i don't even know how they got like it's <laughs> that's they hilarious just played perfectly for three minutes kind of thing it's nuts that's but funny. yeah there was um there was like, what else was in there? I noticed this morning. I love what you did with the dance floor. First of all, with all the, the dance floor, yeah, in front of the cube, there's like a dance floor, like you know, one of those cube square dance floors, disco dance floors, but it's all the NFTs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's actually awesome. a room off to the side, which is a giant sphere, kind of like uh, you know, yeah. X Men, <laughs> where uh, yeah. where all five thousand yeah. five hundred fifty five or whatever. Yeah, we're they're all, all in there. They're all yeah. in there. Yeah. Oh man. I didn't know that. Yeah, that was really cool walking in there. I was like, dude, the uh, the in the middle of it though, you have the one giant head. Is it called Goat Lord? Yeah. Is that the name of it? it okay, I was Not curious if he called it Goat Lord. I, I knew it was his head, but I didn't know the mm-hmm. name of it. I just assumed. But um, so that one's like in the middle, 
you know. And then you also have an avatar of him in, on his cube in the middle in front of the dance floor yeah. in the main room. <laughs> can uh, your it, it, yeah. can, Are we able to bring in the uh, GTL, G, 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 GTFO? GTFO, yeah. Those files into it? For our they, avatars? Yeah, so we're actually, it's kind of crazy. We're the only NFT project that is available on Ready Player Me. So if you really? go to readyplayerme.com and like set up an mm. uh, uh, avatar, you can go into, uh, I think in wardrobe or something on the left-hand side, if you bring up that site, you can see, uh, you'll, it'll actually allow you to kind of redeem your NFT and add it to your avatar and wear the head. So I thought that they had oh. been doing this for months and there was tons of NFTs on there and then I just saw them tweet out a couple of days ago like no, the only NFT project we have is head. So that's crazy. But that's Holy where shit. it's all going, right? Like it's you, all going you buy sure. it, you mm-hmm. wear your wearables in the cross platform. You'll be able to put your Adidas yep. shoes on your character whatever. But Ready Player Me Yay. has some pretty awesome like clothing and stuff. So so we actually had a bunch of little parties with the with like 30 or 40 uh, I, I mean, we had like 600 people come through the one day when Joel was in the space. Nice. And all these people were coming in with their avatars, but we could only have 30 or 40 in a room before it spawns a new room. Mm-hmm. So it was yeah. like, it's unfortunately only the first people could like hang out with me and Joel on that one. But yeah. it was yeah. like, it's just cool to see the numbers roll through and have all these like people who bought come in with wearing their head, you know? Like yeah. it's yeah. pretty That's cool neat. to see the utility with it. And uh, we've done a partnership with Sandbox too, so you'll be able to redeem your head in Sandbox. And I was like, cool. nice. I skeptical at first. I'm like, how are they going to make these look good all voxelated, you know? But they did mm-hmm. a great job and I'm, I'm amazed that the detail retains and you can like, you know, Mm-hmm. I'll wear it and it still looks cool in in that space. So that's coming, I think, in the next month or two. And that's uh, cool. yeah, so it's pretty cool to have all these integrations right off the bat, where you can use this thing everywhere, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the process a little bit because yeah. there's was there ten thousand? Was it ten thousand? No, five thousand five hundred fifty-five. Yeah, all fives. That's right. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Because dead mouth five. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So the, um, <laughs> yeah, the process of like of generating them, you mean? Yeah, so, because a lot of people have a whole team, and then they're mm-hmm. using like special software and Houdini and all of that. But you didn't, you didn't use Houdini. Good old Cinema 4D. That's yeah. how it came out. Well, it, the, the crazy thing is, we we talked to a bunch of different companies at first about doing this, and like I knew nothing about the whole you know blockchain side of it, but. I always thought, why can't we do this in 3D? You're seeing all these, like, you know, 2D ones. And most of the people we talked to to do this wanted to just pre-render all of the assets as PNGs and layer them. And I'm like, that's going to fucking suck. Uh, Like, you're not going to get the reflection of the ears on your head. And, like, it's just, mm -hmm. like, it's fake 3D, and it sucks. And and we wanted to give 3D models with it as well. Mm -hmm. So I actually hit up uh, Aristis. How do you say his last name now? I can never fucking say it. Yeah, it's like a 900-letter yes. mm-hmm. Greek last name. <laughs> but mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. but he's brilliant, and he's been my, you know, guy when I have Cinema 4D problems because he knows everything because he's, like, you know, ex-Maxon mm-hmm. employee. So I was like, dude, can we, like, figure out how to, you know, do this? All, all we need is, like, a bunch of different buckets to, like, swap out eyes, mouths, skulls, and ears. There's four mm-hmm. categories. And he wrote mm-hmm. this Python script in Cinema that, like, basically gave me a little expression where you drop in your nulls that are full of like my 50 different skulls my 50 different eyes mouths and and ears and it randomizes between them make sure there's no doubles and uh, yeah makes all these combos and then i i was able to put an 
like a Sinova 4D tag on like a skull and say this skull can only work with ears number 14, 18, 32, blah, 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 in brackets yeah. and just put my number. So then I can make all these rules like that skull does not work with these ears so I can eliminate that, you know, and I had to do right. that for weeks, really. So you don't have like, a mecha situation and, and not just, you know, these work with these, but then you can also make it to where there's you're not having very similar things happen exactly right? so but and it but it's the kind of thing where you can do that forever like i was yeah. like i'm making rules and making rules and i'm like, at some point i just have to be cool with the result you know what i mean like yes you can mm-hmm. you can fiddle with that to infinity and it's kind of was making me go crazy because i'm like <laughs> you, you've got this kind of godly control over this but it's also very out of control and chaotic and and to make and then you have, you start making too many rules and they start conflicting and then you end up with too many of a certain thing and like yeah mm. it was really kind of screwy to to do it but I finally got it to a place where I'm like okay majority of them look cool there's still going to be some weird ones but it yeah. was it's uh, the DNA man yeah it's the DNA so of the whole so the thing. neat thing about it is he also uh, created a uh, script where it would when you play through it it exports a csv file with all of your combinations in a Mm -hmm. spreadsheet then Mm -hmm. you can also read from that csv file so i could go in if there's any screw screwed up ones i could manually change the numbers into something else that maybe looks better so i Mm -hmm. did like a by hand uh uh, round of curation through it where i'm like okay that one looks screwed up i'll give it these eyes and i i by by the end of it i memorized in my head, I know what skull 14 is. I know what eyes 13 is. Like, I know, I know them all off oh, by heart. All 200 almost. That's a blonde. Know? That's a brunette. That's a... Yeah, that's kind a, of, you know, so I would go in and I'd be, by you the end the of it, matrix. I'm like... Yeah. <laughs> no, it was crazy. Like, by the end, I was like, okay, I want to add these eyes to this one. So I just kind of did, a like, a pass to just get rid of the real messed up looking ones. And I, mm-hmm. I didn't eliminate all of them, but it kind of needed that to be able to make a lot of them look cooler or just get rid of the real freaky ones that you couldn't mm-hmm. really write that many rules to avoid yeah. you know what i mean so there is was there one in particular the, that's your favorite yeah like uh, which which of the traits are your favorites i like the really yeah. kind of gross looking ones with the weird <laughs> skin i mean joel's and, and mine the goat one that i did in zbrush is kind mm-hmm. of cool just because i spent a lot of time on that one yeah um but yeah i mean the, like the cool thing was like i made a bunch of like what we called mouse matches which were like the perfect like the bitcoin eyes the bitcoin skull the bitcoin mm-hmm. mouth the bitcoin ears all perfect match would be that but then yeah some of the cooler ones are where they have like three of those and then like weird eyes or something or, like you know like they're almost mm-hmm. perfect matches but not you know then they've got one wild card in them so those ones are yeah. kind of popular with the collectors because they they look cool but the weird I really thing about, like mine i like yeah mine you, a lot. <laughs> you got a, a <laughs> cool one the the weird thing about rarity sniper in this situation is that it's based on like if you go that's what we, the site we use to kind of like figure out how rare your head mm-hmm. is but it doesn't account for those three of four matches you know what i mean like so there'll be like you could have like the bitcoin eyes bitcoin skull bitcoin ears and a weird mouth and it would rank really low on the rarity score cuz they might be all you know, common traits. Right. But when you look at those traits, there's only, let's say, four out of the entire collection that have those three of four. So you've actually got a really rare one, mm. but it doesn't count on Rarity Sniper. You know what I mean? So hmm. I think collectors have been kind of privy to that and realizing, like, hey, we've got, you know, some rare ones here that aren't necessarily counted rare on Rarity right, Sniper. Right, 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 right. And is some of those... Are, that one yours? was mine. That one was mine. I was oh. really... Oh, yeah? I really liked mine. Yeah. 
I did like that you can um, that you that uh, with the uh, the the what is it? I keep wanting to say GTFO. It's not the GTL file. <laughs> you know, like that's that's super cool. Like giving yeah. that away as well as the actual like thing. You know. Yeah, the and actual. they're all downloadable by anyone. Like you don't even have mm-hmm. to own it to to get. The oh content, really? So. Oh, yeah. that's cool. So people got those plus a twenty-one sixty by twenty-one sixty octane mm-hmm. render of each image downloadable. Yeah. And I just actually uploaded to the Discord uh, PNGs with transparent background as well of those renders. I just ran oh. that past last oh, night. Oh, nice. And uh, Arrestus is actually working on an FBX export script for me, so I'll be able to give everyone FBXs as well. Oh, that's awesome. Cool. So that's, that's coming. So cool. I would I would love also to be able to just give C4Ds with my original Octane 4K materials, which I'm going to hopefully do as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah. everyone, everyone who's into to, Octane so, can have those. But it basically has to go through and export every single frame as an yeah. FBX or every single frame as a C4D. Yeah. When you, when you scroll through the timeline, does it look really cool? Yeah, just like jitters and randoms out you know like it's the cool thing is like we the all the expression does is toggles visibility on the different null uh layers mm-hmm. within the nulls right so it just okay. like turns on and off visibility and then yep. it uh uh do, he did some kind of a weird trick with the camera actually it ta- it renames the camera the combination of your eyes ears mouth numbers cool. and then it then it exports your file with that number that it pulls from the name of the camera. Mm-hmm. I don't know why oh, so he did it can, that. Like, do a take, probably so you can do a take or something, right? Do you I have takes I don't set think up? takes are set up. No, it's just literally to oh. pull that name, the f- combo number out of something that they could get out of the uh, <laughs> process somehow. Yeah, But then it's cool be- because he also built in a thing where if I change that CSV file manually, like I said, I just swap a bunch of traits. Yeah. Then he built in a check in the expression as well in the Python script where it checks for doubles. So in case I made a double, it'll find it. So we had all these mm-hmm. like safety checks Dang, and things. Dude. It's pretty robust. That's but cool. Act, actually, I did want to share something cool. If anyone wants to mess with it, some guy just released a similar plugin add-on for Blender that does mm. exactly oh, okay. kind of the same thing. Um, what's it See, called? this needs to See, be a, a packaged thing that yeah, Maxon dude. puts out for people. Like, like yeah, for Arrest, real. You and Arrestus should put this together and like be like, oh, here's your here's your uh, your NFT thing. I just you put know? it in the I just put it in the chat. Okay, cool. Uh, I, I think. See it. Why don't I see it yet? Oh. I don't see it. Did you hit enter? I did hit oh, enter. Got to hit oh. enter. Oh, did you send it to me? The YouTube or? chat. Oh, oh the, the YouTube. YouTube chat. Yeah, that probably okay. won't work. It, it, oh, no? it'll, it'll probably won't do yeah. it. Yeah, put it in the Skype chat. Send it to Dave on yeah. chat. Cool. Yeah. So. Um, I was going to ask you that 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 CSV file, the spreadsheet you have, right? Mm-hmm. Does it have um, does it ha- have the photos in it, like the renders? You can look at the renders. No, it's just numbers. So or, it's like I I I made a legend after with renders that I I populated it with the images gotcha. manually, mm-hmm. but but no, the spreadsheet just does uh, the four categories uh, plus the background color and mm-hmm. uh, and just a dummy check if there's a double or not. So it's a uh, Got six categories. Here's that. Uh, here's that link you sent here. This is Ooh. yeah. Okay, so it's just exporting each one, essentially, yep. right? Yeah, I think it's very similar to what we made. I don't know if it's as robust. I just kind of skimmed over the video, but it looks like you can kind of do it for free on Blender. 
Plus, you'd cool. have to learn Blender. That's the yeah. only problem. <laughs> totally. Right. But, but we actually use Blender for this as well. So after we, to do the DLTF exports, uh, I was just kind of like, thought I was screwed because I already had to do, redo all my Octane textures as Cinema 4D standard textures to mm-hmm. do the GLTF export. And then we partnered with Ready Player Me and they're like, yeah, we need all of these heads to be single material. Oh, and yeah, I was so like, that was going to be my question. Oh, was like fuck, the man. whole processing for that man? That probably was an undertaking in itself. That just was to a get bitch, it. man. It was crazy. Like I was like, how are we going to do this? This is a fucking nightmare. But then we found this software. Actually, the guys from Ready Player Me suggested it, uh, called Simply Gone. And uh, we're looking at it, and I'm like, wow, this does exactly what we need to do. It's got, it got a really intelligent uh, with tons of different options. Uh, uh, polygon reduction tools like it mm-hmm. can it can do it by surface area it can do it by like uh, prioritizing roundness or flat areas it's got really really robust uh, options and then it also does baking it'll bake all your textures into one single material with uh, mm-hmm. multi-layer so it's like it was our one-stop shop and then we go to use it and it's like wow this is free you can just use this and then there's like some fine print under a drop down menu saying mm-hmm. that Microsoft uh, retains the ability to use any model you make with this oh jeez uh, uh, like they had some minute. ownership over your models and I was like what the f-? I'm glad we like found this before we actually ran anything on it but then you had right. to buy it and it was like very expensive like 10 grand or 20 grand a seat depending on how much money you're going to make on on the thing Jeez. it's like a pretty but it was the kind of thing where i'm like what are we gonna do otherwise like how else are you gonna bake all these materials like it was and some of these heads would end up with like 40 objects in them based on how i built them and i was mm-hmm. you know it's just optimizing nightmare so that yeah we ran it through all this uh through simply gone in blender and we're able mm-hmm. to automate the script to just, like, bust out all these. And you could set it to exactly 3,000 polygons. It made them all exactly 3,000 polygons, single material, and they huh. were ready to rock out of the box. And Crazy. Did any of them, like, like, like most of them look good, but then one just didn't look good because yes. of the polygons? So I had some that were, like, super, you know, I had to, we had to do three or four passes, and I'd have to... Uh, Find. like so all the eyes had eyelids that were like toruses you know and so i had to make mm-hmm. those into textures because they were glitching out with the eyelid layers and yeah i had to do another bunch of rounds of optimization in cinema before we ran the export because it was all screwy wow. it was still a nightmare i'm not gonna lie it was still a total nightmare <laughs> but so we how, got it done. Uh, from beginning to end how long did you work on this project i think uh, i remember going to a party at joel's place in like September 11th and I had already had like <laughs> yeah I don't know like maybe 40 or 50 different little like sample designs of these early mm-hmm. heads and then we released in what November October I yeah, don't remember that's good. Uh, November that's good yeah it was like I don't know maybe it was I don't know it was a few months of non-stop mm-hmm. long days of building these things and texturing them yeah. <laughs> doing a lot of substance painter mm-hmm. and uh, what is the rarest one right now the rarest you know? ones yeah. are, I guess, well, Joel's is technically the rarest because his are all traits that are not shared by any other. Right. Or I guess I have the other goat one, so there's a couple, like, just the goat horns are shared. But other than mm-hmm. that, Joel's is pretty much entirely unique, one of one. Is um, he getting offers for it? Like, I don't people know. Send I him bids. And <laughs> I've got some low balls on mine, like, you know, yeah. something each. But I think we'll those are bots. But uh, yeah. then there's five Jokers in the collection, and only three of them or two of them have been unearthed. 
so there's uh, these like you know jester hat ones that are there's only five of them then um, the the mouse matches like the ones that are like full like I said all bitcoin or all like uh, Mm -hmm. you know Tron looking ones they're all kind of pretty rare and they've they've all been collected so yeah are there any plans to do to do more stuff with this to do drops and gamification stuff and yeah. all of that there's a i don't know if i can talk too much about it but there is a airdrop coming up uh this mm-hmm. year and there is cool. like more integrations joel is actually i don't know if you know anything about his Oberhasley project He's been mm-hmm. building. He's been building the scene in Unreal where he's got cows flopping around and like you know <laughs> his cat mountains like running around and yeah. But he's yeah. got his his whole live setup like his actual you know cube and his he's got his like touch designer stuff going right into his live visuals and all that kind of stuff. Like it's crazy. So I was like I saw him or I was talking to him the night before, and he did like an all night Twitch stream. And I woke up the next morning. He had his, he was still going at like seven thirty a.m. with oh, his sounds about right yeah, yeah with yeah. his uh, yeah. with his uh, cube playing content of the heads he was pulling from the GLTFs on OpenSea the actual ones that OpenSea is pulling from the server he had it so wow. his Twitch uh, viewers could type in a number of a head and it mm-hmm. would make his head while he was DJing turn into that head. That's from cool. those GLTFs <laughs> straight into Unreal streaming live wow. on Twitch. Like I was like, how the fuck did you figure Dude. that out, man? <laughs> and these weren't the Ready Player Me like three thousand polygon ones. They were the full poly like no ones from OpenSea. So yeah, it was pretty wow. impressed that he figured all that out in like you know one sitting. Yeah. So yeah. so that's coming. Like eventually, that his actual project will be released with some kind of integration officially i want to do oh, uh, prints as well so that you can mm-hmm. purchase a signed you know big print of your head mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and only you know token holders will be able to buy those i would love sure. to get uh you know proper toys made like where you get like a nice that would be so awesome oh, yeah yeah so I, I you know all those things are kind of you know on the horizon hopefully and then also like i there's no official you know talk yet mm-hmm. but there's going to be some kind of live show perks to owning one of these and i think oh, that's where awesome. i'm sure yeah. yeah yeah so i mean that i don't know what that's going to be yet or what that looks like I, i'm not looped in on those conversations right now but there's going to be something down the line which is going to give these some real world yeah. value mm-hmm. you know so you should uh, maybe you can you should export the fbx you should f- export the fbx of mine you know and send it to me and i'll 3d print it yeah, cool. Yeah, my brother yeah. did. My brother did this one the other day with some iridescent, weird. Nice. Like, oh, nice. Where, yeah, it's like purple on one side, gold on the other. It's kind of uh-huh. neat. Yeah. He's, yeah, maybe fun. you can convince him to come on the show again. And uh, yeah, Joel. And, yeah, and sure. Y'all, y'all can tell us about whenever this, any new things go on later on this year. Kind of mm-hmm. doing for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. A breakdown or something. Yeah, it'd be fun. <clears throat> But, uh, yeah, I think there's, like, other than that, there's a lot of, like, uh, content being created by the community, too, because we gave away these GLTFs and yeah, because bet. we gave away the, you know, so that's kind of been the cool thing about it is watching people make crazy AR filters with theirs and stuff yeah. like that. It's pretty neat. Mm-hmm. So. That's right. Uh, Patty says that Jules plans to add NFT capabilities to the file format, the GLTF. Yeah. yeah. So they become 3D metaverse hyperlink objects that reference... 
uh, like high fidelity render media streams. He worked with the Kronos group on it. And the small uh, GLTF files will reference any render network asset or job on chain, including input assets, outputs, streams, including usage rights. That's wow. a, that's when Jules was on here last time. I was pretty impressed with that idea. I hadn't really heard that talked about much, but like mm-hmm. I think he was talking about the light uh, feel or what his 3D scanning yeah. stuff that he's mm-hmm. got going on. Mm-hmm. And how the, the just the idea of giving away assets to everyone with the caveat that if you use it, uh, some, you know small residual goes back to the creator of that yeah. asset. And I mean, like, imagine mm-hmm. if you just had the keys to TurboSquid. You could use whatever the hell you want. Imagine how freeing that would be where you could just make literally yeah. anything. And yeah, a portion of profits of whatever goes to the, the owner. Yeah. That's great for everyone, too. It's I, all tracked. I, I, joked, yeah. I joked when Jules was on on your comments that, oh, wow, now the astronaut modelers of TurboSquid will finally get paid because like, right? so many <laughs> right. people have made literally millions of dollars by just lighting and rendering someone else's model. It's like, all right, yeah. like, like imagine if those people actually got paid for that how cool that would be so i'm all for that and you know like same thing with music like audio samples vst instruments like make them free for everyone to use and like get some kind of a kickback like it would be dope for a lot of content Mm -hmm. creators that sell stuff on perfect yeah anything like texture packs um model packs whatever Mm -hmm. it is and being able to have that uh you can put in your own royalty number on there Mm -hmm. you know so you could make it zero dollars except some sort of like thing in there about you know royalty only Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. they get the royalties whenever it's used in a project but it's cool if that metadata is right in there and i actually i talked to jules when we were in uh, new york we were doing that little launch party for the the head project for dead mouse Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I was telling him, oh, man, it was such a pain in the ass to, like, go from Octane to Cinema 4D materials to GLTF. And he's like, oh, we're working on a GLTF export direct from Octane. I was like, fuck, yeah. why didn't you tell me that? Because <laughs> you know? that would be amazing. If you, like, I mean, the crappy thing about GLTF is you can't do uh, uh, bump maps or displacement, mm-hmm. obviously. But, I mean, you have to, you know, convert it to normal. I think that can all be automated somehow. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's exciting. I, I mean... And having some, I don't know I did, if I fully understood that uh, tweet that Patty re, uh, retweeted the other day where mm-hmm. Jules was talking about the GLTF format and something about the uh, Orbex wrapping Is in that, or if there's like. Being able to like write code into the, GL, the GLTF. Uh, well, I'm file just wondering, format. I'm just wondering if they have a better viewer than a lot of the. Um, ones mm. out there where you could mm. like like an Orbex kind of tr- you Orbex know viewer tr- yeah. yeah swap out a, change the lighting imagine if you buy an NFT and you can like mess with the lighting or to change you know mm-hmm. things you could change in an Orbex potentially it could be really interesting but like, like a be. brigade player like a brigade player that plays yeah. Orbex that would be cool in browser that'd be yeah, dope that would be yeah mm-hmm. huh. um, I feel like anything that you come up with and have an idea for having to do with that jules is like oh yeah we're already doing that yeah <laughs> if you ask him you know what would be cool and he's like yeah we're doing that already he's yeah. 10 years ahead of all of us <laughs> yeah he's from the future so. <laughs> he's already on the holodeck jules yeah. is actually a uh, hologram yeah, a <laughs> projection. so my my buddy davy and i went to jules's office he invited us to the otoy uh, headquarters yeah. there it's and cool. we're and we're sitting there talking to Jules. Is like, so what? What are the top things you'd like to you know change about Octane? Like your suggestions, whatever. And then all of a sudden, like two Apache helicopters like flew right <laughs> beside us, like outside of the window. 
And my yeah. buddy Davey, he's all into conspiracy stuff. He was just like, that, that wasn't real, man. That was like simulation. He's got some kind of octane simulation <laughs> yeah. running on the windows that overlays. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like right away I'm like giving Jules a side eye like you got. Those were his holographic displays. <laughs> he just wanted to see exactly, if you thought yeah. they were yeah. real enough. <laughs> he was just testing yeah. us to see if that actually happened. Yeah, and I always thought that would be fun to to do your window, your actual window in a room as <laughs> mm-hmm. a just giant LED, and mm-hmm. you could just make it daytime at night if you want. Mm-hmm. That'd be fun. Mm-hmm. Maybe I've, I'll do that here. I never I've seen a bunch anymore. of I've seen a bunch of uh, a bunch of uh, like things on TikTok where people will take a projector and project it onto a wall as if it's like a window, so that you can yeah. control like the weather or whatever you want. You know, be fun. Make It'd it storm, play some rain sounds, yeah. soothing rain sounds. I don't know. <laughs> it's um, like apocalypse tell us about, stuff. Tell us about uh, Art Basel. Yeah, that was wild. It was, um, I had a, a piece up uh, with Super Rare for the, their big uh, video monolith. Yeah, and I it, it's yes, cool. yeah, it looked it awesome. Like up. seeing it in real life was pretty amazing, and all, and all the artists they had on it were pretty cool. There was like I, you know, was more into the ones that actually used the box geometry. Like, a, like yeah, right. there was a bunch of yeah, artists yeah. that kind of dove into the sort of uh, you know space of it and made it work. And it was mm-hmm. super awesome to see. Just the super bright LED cube blasting at nighttime, especially, was cool. But so yeah. that was pretty fun. And um, what else? I had to, I had a piece up at Scope with Super Chief Gallery, and they had a pretty cool setup. I was actually kind of surprised at that there wasn't more video screens everywhere. There's a few galleries that had stuff at, at Scope in particular, but I, you know, it was also the first year ever for NFT digital art at at mm-hmm. Basel for the most part, because you know there was none. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, there wasn't a Basel last year. Yeah, this. So yeah, this okay. is the screen here. I'll, I'll have to go find the. Do you have it on Insta or something? I'll have um, to go find what it actually looked like. Yeah, I think I, I just did Insta it. stories. It might be in my uh, uh, story highlights there at Basil, but on the fi- the Facebooks or something. I don't know. Uh, I I'll find it. But it's. Uh, but yeah, that was super fun. But it was also just fun meeting everyone and going to all the the parties. You know, I was only there for like whatever sixty hours or something. Like it was a pretty mm-hmm. quick quick burn. But yeah, it was who fun. did you uh, who did you see there? I ran into uh, Octane Jesus at Scope for a little while. Uh-huh. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, Mike Beeple came out to this uh, weird yacht party we went to, <laughs> and uh, hung out with him for a bit. And yeah, just uh, 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 Ryan Talbot. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, tons of people. It was cool to kind of uh, make make some uh, reacquaintances with people. But yeah, yeah, it was pretty awesome. I, and, the, uh, I, and we went to I went to the Christie's uh, had a wicked party, where the whole cool. kind of oh, NFT cool. community was. But it was really cool to see NFT world kind of meld in with the Art Basel world because I, I used to go to Art Basel like ten or fifteen years ago when mm-hmm. I was a kid. I would like drive a bunch of like established traditional artists work down to Miami from Toronto in my That's pickup funny. truck and like set up. So that my history with Art Basel is like a decade ago and to like go revisit it again now with like all the digital stuff intertwined is pretty interesting but it's also just a long time coming like why did it take this long for like you know digital art in general to be accepted in the art world it was, I remember going right. to art school in like 1999 and it was like you know our early 2000s is like oh you could make your art on a DVD and try and sell that and who's buying a plastic DVD yeah. 
jewel case for a thousand bucks you know like it just wasn't it was laughed at it was i think it's the that i mean it's the collectability now you know yeah like with a physical art piece you actually own the physical art piece with this the collectability you know of the the uh the blockchain and stuff sure but it's still regardless of that it's still long overdue that it's you know taken seriously that artists can actually be yeah. taken serious mm-hmm. in this realm yeah, yeah. the Adorific, uh anadol i probably not saying his name right but that guy's piece on miami beach was unbelievable it was like a whatever 30 foot video screen super bright they hit they hit all of the uh cables and generators so it was literally just this box on the beach and it was pretty mesmerizing we That's had it cool. there for a while they just buried everything yeah that's yeah. Cool. pretty wild that's super cool <clears throat> yeah where do you think this stuff is going in the future like where do you think well first of all the art's going to be the art mm-hmm. and the art's going to evolve too i'm sure but like where well, do you think the to, metaverse yeah. and everything's going <laughs> yeah yeah metaverse is like i think everyone's waiting for the the facebook's and the googles to just you know launch their domineering advertised infused <laughs> hell holes but I re- yeah. the, the weird thing is, is it just seems like a weird play to me for Facebook to do this in general because like we've yeah. gotten to the point now with social media where it's you just have to flick your thumb and it's so lazy and that's what's mm-hmm. making money that's where all the all the you know attention time is going and it's, it's this lazy TikTok eight seconds I don't even care who made it don't even need to subscribe to that person right. just flick mm-hmm. flick flick on the toilet and now you're trying to make this thing where like you have to wear a headset or like yeah. go like and it's like right. these like you know my aunts on Facebook who are posting you know crap with one click aren't gonna go into this like what is the yeah, audience right. the, and the audience of this hates Meta and hates Facebook. Uh-huh, the actual right. audience that likes metaverses and likes DeFi and all this crypto stuff hates who's trying to mainstream it. So it's just yeah. a, a weird yeah. dichotomy to me right now. I think when Google does it and they use Google Earth and you can overlay a giant hot dog yes. on your house, like that'll be cool. Right. But it's yeah. also like going to be an advertising one to one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It will. Yeah, so. but uh, when you've got uh, there will be the definitive like. Whoever it is, like you said, but it it's going to be a mainstream when AR is mainstream. Mm-hmm. There's no there's no mainstream metaverse before mainstream AR. Yeah, and I think it's going to take way longer that. than people think. Uh, judging by the way investments are going into it, it's reminding me of weed stocks right now. You have a company that says metaverse, and you get like fourteen million dollars worth of money injected into you, and you haven't made a dime yet. Mm-hmm. It's like same thing happened to weed stocks here in Canada, where it's like you you just <laughs> have some like you bought a strain of hemp that you have the patent yeah. for, and all of a sudden someone throws you half a million bucks, and you're like didn't even make a dollar, probably won't. Mm-hmm. It's just like it's a lot of you know money being thrown around at stuff. Where how many people are really hanging out in Decentraland right now. Yeah. How long is Decentraland right. going to last when it looks like ass and the, you're going to get some pixel-streamed right. uh, wicked Unreal Engine site that, that totally mm-hmm. doesn't even require any processing GPU power because it's on some server being pixel-streamed and it kicks the crap out of Decentraland and makes it look like Star Fox from uh, Super Nintendo. You know, like it's mm-hmm. just... Ha- like, yeah. And then everyone's buying this like real estate for half a million bucks in Star Fox and like what's that going to be worth if overnight something comes out that kills it I just I don't right. have a lot of faith in some of these ugly you know not shaded nicely platforms doing well mm-hmm. in the yeah. future 
it's in a very, very near second future. life. <laughs> you know, yeah, just like Second Life. But I think really. it, the key to it is kind of making worlds that are upgradable, making worlds that can roll with the technology. As like you know, if everything goes fiber right. optic and you can stream way heavier without the, like it's about offloading the processing power to the mm-hmm. servers and being able to stream right. this really high and you know renders mm-hmm. like for is fortnite pixel streamed because sometimes i feel like i see compression when i play it on the on uh the switch anyway that's just the I'm switch sure. the switch is, is just the is, switch yeah, I, I it just this. can't handle it i i see, i noticed that a lot mm. too with uh uh rocket league on the switch you know and because oh, okay. I've played so Rocket League a lot on the okay. Xbox, and I don't have issues like that, like I do on the Switch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, you're going to have okay. You're when you think of it in terms of big corporations. Of course, Facebook is on board because they know that they're losing yeah. interest. I, I love I love that anymore. that you say TikTok. The people who are who are into the metaverse hate the people who are doing the metaverse it's true you yeah. know it's really funny they'll use it but but we'll be putting on you know oculus yeah quests, I mean, and we'll be talking to each other for fun and play some games but that's not going to be our metaverse hangout right right i mean we really enjoyed we really enjoyed um rec room for a while you know oh it's Dave, a lot cooler now too yeah i mean we did a lot of rec room stuff it was almost weekly and it was it was a lot of fun you know, but it's like, yeah, you did have to pull out. I, I don't think the, the the technology has to be readily available and cheap, you know, mm-hmm. or basically they have to they're going to have to give away headsets to everyone and anyone mm. they want in their metaverse. The other you know? big hurdle is that there's all this, you know, still pretty relevant blowback on crypto and NFTs and, and not mm-hmm. just users, right. like actual platforms like VR chat is very uh, adverse to uh, crypto and NFTs. And that I don't think that's hmm. going to happen in there anytime soon. And like there's and like you hear about the big gaming companies who are taking stands. Sega just said they're not going to do NFTs if it's seen as a cash mm. grab. And like it's like it's really divisive, not just in like users and audiences, but like I just know even from doing my Eric Andre collaboration is just like seeing mm. a bit. I didn't get as much blowback as uh, some of his other nft collaborations but like you know tim and eric had to like undo their nft because people hated and their fan base hated NFTs really? so much yeah it's yeah so they're that bad it's that bad but man. what's yeah. the hate is it the environmental aspects i think there's because a lot of different working reasons. on solving that yeah it's not just that it's come on it's like people are being super annoying on twitter with their nfts where they they tweet sure. eight empty yes. meaningless pro nft tweets an hour like it's just, it's too much you know people and it yeah. just makes people block and mute you if you do it and i think people do it because they think it's going to get them more sales if they you know just like brown knows the space hard but it's you got to <laughs> realize what it looks like to your audience that is not all just crypto people you know i think you got to mm-hmm. people need to be more tactful mm-hmm. about that and also just the you know the money bragging side of it where you know it's just like blasting it's not as bad yeah, as it too. was when this first yeah. happened but it's like blasting and there's no way figures. to get around it you, you can't be like you can't hide your sales figures no but Some it's like it's, yeah. i think it's, it's all, all these things that public. add up to it it's like there are some pe- super annoying people in the NFT world, and uh, like you know that makes people annoyed, and then they latch onto the environmental stuff as well, which I think long term isn't going to be as much of an issue. Right. But mm-hmm. it's just you know the hate comes from a bunch of different places. What I think it's just you know, and artists who are also just see it as 
I don't know. I, there's just also so much crap art that's making so much money that so it really it, yes. deva- it devalues the whole idea of it. You know, and I, you've got artists that are really good that are making amazing stuff that isn't selling as much as an ugly ass half ass doodle that someone's buying just because of who the person is, not the art. So that pisses people off too. So it's like a yeah weird thing, you know. And like no one's in control of how people spend their money, but it, it definitely makes people disgruntled. So I think that's the the hate comes from a lot of different places. And some of it's yeah. justified, some of it's not, but it's like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, um, well, uh, what was I going to ask you about? Uh, oh, no, I know what I was going to say. Uh, like you said, was it Sega who said they weren't going to mm-hmm. I saw so it was kind of a, a careful corporate announcement saying that if it's mm-hmm. seen as a cash grab, they're not going to pursue NFTs or something like mm-hmm. that. I, I don't think anybody That'll would want to say, like... Right, exactly. You don't want to say you're not going to at all. Like there, the, the story the I always tell is, my dad w- went into a blockbuster video back in the late '80s, early '90s, and um, there uh, DVDs were starting to kind of get popular. And he asked the manager if they would ever rent DVDs, and the manager said, "Oh no, we'll never do that." <laughs> and it's like, okay, well, don't say never because I don't think that you know what's yeah. going to happen 10 years from mm-hmm. now. Yeah. I think what the biggest thing I heard recently is just like you've got these, uh, I think Polygon was kind of uh, hindered recently by uh, some game I don't even remember the name of where you earn to play. So people mm-hmm. are kind of like mining a, a coin or a token by playing the game. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's it's taken whatever, a huge 30, 40% of the Polygon network is being gobbled up by this these transactions like, oh. by this game. So it just kind of sparked at being thinking like this is uh, like games where you actually earn by playing like imagine if you earn some actual spendable crypto by playing rocket league i'd be a bazillionaire right now you know what i mean right. like it's, right. and if, if that's how people are being rewarded and they can actually real world spend this stuff i mean mm-hmm. nft gaming is going to take off like wildfire and and people who don't get into it might be left in the dust it feels like you know mm-hmm. yeah and fractions I, of a token i think i i, a, I think right now it's all about a branding right Mm -hmm. so if Mm -hmm. a company is going to start doing nft stuff or whatever like start selling digital goods that you can you know put on your avatars or move it from one game to another they're Mm -hmm. just going to rebrand it as something else they're going to call it sure digital goods or digital downloads but what it's going to be is just an nft wrapped in a different name you know everything will be on the blockchain of 100 percent, yeah because, uh, like Solana, for example, doesn't isn't it able to do more transactions at yeah. a faster rate? Mm-hmm. I've, I know, don't know so much about Solana, but I've heard good things about its ease of use and mm-hmm. whatnot. Yeah, but for the one well, thing that I've bought on the Solana network, I really it was so easy to do. Yeah, I'm wondering what's going on with Render and Solana. I thought there was some announcement of them shifting mm-hmm. over to that. They are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. I yeah they made so. that announcement as well. And my question is, how how is this going to play out? Because we know that based on old technologies, it's always like there's a bunch of people who adopted it first. There's mm-hmm. some companies that will try. Some, some companies make it through. Some of them try and fail. It irons itself out in the end. Somebody, of course, finds a way to do advertising all over everything. But it's going to flush itself out. But the first thing, again, if it... If we're talking metaverse, not necessarily Web3, but like metaverse and uh, 3D objects and things, the first thing that has to happen 
is the mass adoption of a way to view it, which would be AR. Mm-hmm. But that has to be mass adopted first. So is it going to be Apple comes out with a hundred dollar hundred dollar AR glasses? Yeah, probably not a hundred dollars. Probably mm-hmm. seven ninety nine. Let's face it; it's going to be more than a watch. But all the processing power is done in the phone. Somehow it becomes mainstream. At that point, that's when it's going to start. Somebody's going to have to have something widely accepted before Aunt 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 Mabel is uh, <laughs> hooking up her meta collection. Yeah, you know. I don't know. I think It'll be we can, twenty years. I think we can go pretty far in the browser before we need to, uh, you know, have full AR capabilities. I mean, you've got mm-hmm. the Pokemon Go kind of AR style apps that are going yeah. to be very popular and, and necessary in the growth of it, but I think. As far as just the video gamey 3D worlds, it's going to be all desktop for quite a while. Like yeah. gaming is gaming yeah. is so huge; it's not that far off from that. It's really the same thing. So, once it comes to the consoles and the you know uh, more playable versions of it, not just like a high powered GPU desktop computer, you know, mm-hmm. it's got to be super accessible in that gaming world. And I think it'll live there for as long as possible. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Until Anne yeah, Mabel I, can jump in with her <laughs> her old lady glasses that are projecting yeah. her eyeballs, mm-hmm. so she can I, I think <laughs> jump uh, into her multi level marketing schemes <laughs> right that are on the blockchain. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, those uh, digital digital oils. Those Avon <laughs> Avon lady uh, right. Yeah. metaverse, <laughs> right? They can see yeah. how the makeup's gonna gonna look on them. VR their AR VR crochet. That's a good right. one in the comments. Yeah, yeah, totally. VR crochet. <laughs> Yeah, I'm actually, I'm yeah, I'm really impressed with the AR stuff that Apple's doing. I haven't played with it a lot, but like for example, I've been eyeing the Apple Watch, trying to decide if I want to go that route or not. Just mm-hmm. keep going to their site. And the other day, I was looking at it, and it says view the watch in AR, and I'm like, why not? <laughs> so I click, and mm-hmm. and I can view the watch on the table. And man, I just got to say that. With LiDAR, the tracking is just so dead on. Mm. It's pretty incredible if you've That's never cool. played with it. Uh, I've been super again, impressed with all these like iPad 3D apps. And the, uh, that point cloud uh, NFT you showed the, uh, earlier might have been done on that. But there's some really cool you know, 3D tracking and photogrammetry stuff. And it's getting, I'm like, almost going to buy an Apple device now for the hmm. first time <laughs> in my life. <laughs> Wait, you don't have an iPhone? No. I'll be right back. Oh really? Oh, oh man! Cue Sorry. the cue the P stream sound. My effect. doctor said Humera, <laughs> Humera. <laughs> Should but, find yeah. that sometime. We'll probably get tagged for copyright. Do you guys do like a top rug pulls of the week on uh, the drop? <laughs> the, the to- oh, that's that's a good <laughs> idea actually. What I, be, are the top? I just I don't know which one's some? there, but no, I've been I saw some pop up on my Twitter feed this week. I forget what they're called. I, I kind of steer clear of any sketchy pfp crap myself but yeah i just How? see it happening all the time and i'm like what the hell people losing their shirts on jumping into the next thing all the time well i mean hell first of all meccas yeah i mean did that ever that wasn't a rug no and it wasn't a rug pull per se i mean yeah it, it really had potential greasy the I they saw... didn't do what you did they didn't they didn't really go through and make sure that there were no duplicates, it was rushed, and I think that's what killed them there. They look cool though, but the uh, the other yeah. thing was there's some shenanigans going on because somebody posted one that sold for like two ETH and then sold for like five hundred ETH or some crazy amount like right after. 
It was that's like, weird. Yeah, some sketchy looking transactions where it's obviously some kind of wash trade, you know. So that's weird. But who knows yeah, if that I, was I, a user or a creator or who who the hell does that crap? But it's all over the place. I thought it was going to do better. I thought that because of course before they were released, when everybody had their, you know, you you had it, but you couldn't see what it was yet, and the mm-hmm. the numbers on it, man. Matt should have taken his $17,000 offer or whatever he got. Oh, wow. He but, had one uh, that was rare, yeah. Oh, yeah. Damn. Yeah. Uh, and this is before he knew even what it was. That's the thing. People were offering before you could see it. And so, I've, you know, we, we heard everything going on, you know, the problems they had and whatnot. And I really thought it was going to recover, though, because they were cool looking. It was so hyped compared to anything else. And uh, in the end, I think that Matt's Slim Hoods were, or Slim Hood, was doing better than the Mecca. Hmm. Which the Slim Hoods were not near as known. I wish he was done in the bathroom so that we could um, ask him about it. But, I just you know, don't, whatever. I like, I wonder about all these projects because I'm getting my tw- uh, Instagram DMs are like four a day now as somebody pumping some right? 5,000, 10,000 project. And I'm like, there's this many that I'm getting directly hit up about. How many are there in general? You know, like it's just right. every week there's like tons more of them. So what does that really do? It just becomes more and more of a lottery every day. But that's kind of right. the nature of NFTs in general. Even one of ones by yeah. artists, it's like it's, the the volume is going one direction. It's massively yes, watered it, down every day. Overly saturated, man. And so, but again, that's why it comes back to branding, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's all about branding. It's all about the ones that are going to be super popular for whatever reason. For Luck a of the temporary draw. period of time. It really is like pop yeah. music. It's like you've got to get that hit for that week or month right. or whatever it is and then make some kind of a memorable splash, you know? Like it really, it's more akin to pop music than it is art in a lot yeah, of ways. Yeah, they're like Beanie Gallagher. Babies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It really, there's a documentary right now on, uh, on uh, HBO about... Beanie Baby Mania about Beanie Babies, yeah. yeah. And it's <laughs> that so famous, interesting to that see that famous picture makes me laugh every time of the two, the couple in court, like separating their Beanie Babies. Yeah, and the divorce. <laughs> and now they're like worth nothing. Some of them really? are still worth something, but hey. you know, Julie has a box of them in storage, and we we took them out, started looking through to see what was worth what. And, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can imagine that happening 20 years from now. I'm looking through my old MetaMask accounts. Oh, look at look at this. Mm-hmm. Look at look at this old piece right here, you know? I don't know. Um Yeah. Also, come on, Matt. Come on. Oh. <laughs> um I'm I'm stalling here. There we go. There we go. Cuz I wanted to ask him about that. So so tell us Matt about your slim hoods. Compared to your Mecca, we were talking about how Mecca's just kind of fizzled, and <laughs> oh, yeah. your so, Slim Hood was worth more. Uh, no, it's getting there. That well, I don't have either oh. now. I sold them both. You know, yeah. I sold them both when ETH was up, and now ETH is down, and I'm just losing money left and right. <laughs> Me too, man. It's it's pretty. pretty yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah. No. It was. It's funny. So like, I. I don't know. I got. I got really. Uh, I don't know. I got the yips. With NFTs, you know, hmm. because... Did you do a panic sell or what? You sold everything? Eh, ki- kind of, a little bit. So here's the thing. Uh, Mechaverse did r- really well before everything like actually got revealed. 
And I was like, oh, this is going to be the next board ape. This is going to be awesome. I'm holding on to this forever, right? And it got up to like $30,000, $40,000 or something. And I was like, I was like, nah, I'm going to hold on. And then it dropped down like a few weeks later to like one ETH. And it's oh, like, man. okay. So, you know, I, I, I did, I mean, I minted it, you know, so it was only 720 bucks to mint. I still made money, but only. I could only have made a lot more money, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, um, I was, I was, I've been watching everything and like, I bought, I, I don't know. I, I saw it on Twitter, uh, these slim hoods and stuff like that. And slim hoods, I think are a really good example of having a really good roadmap because, um, the, they, they, they started this whole collective, you know, where it's like with, uh, slim hoods and invisible people and the rollers and stuff like that. And so they're all working together in one discord and stuff like that. And, and so in order to get invisible people, which looks really cool, you have to have a slim hood and a roller in order to, so it caused the price of slim hoods to go up significantly. Right. I bought a slim hood at like point oh, you know, three ETH or something. It was like 130 bucks, you know? And so, uh, uh, because of this whole, and uh, at one point they were, they were, you could buy one for like $35. They were point zero one ETH or something, which was ridiculous. And they're the only one that I've seen that dropped down a whole lot and then started like gaining like crazy, you know, to, to bring themselves back up from point oh one ETH. So now, you know, I, I got, uh, so I, I've been wanting to sell them for a while, but my tax burden after selling my Beeple piece last year is going to be mm. ridiculous. <laughs> so I'm not looking forward to it at all. Um, so I, I held off until the beginning of the year and I saw that slim hoods mm. were going up and up and up, you know, and it got up to like 0.65 ETH and I was like, all right, I'm going to sell it, you know? So I sold that and I sold my Mecca like right at the beginning of the year because Mechas looked like they were going up a little bit. And now slim hood is almost to the exact point where I sold my Mecca you know they're at 1.14 eth it's just crazy <laughs> right now you know wow. so so yeah. nuts all these projects and watching them go up and down just like yeah money flowing from one to the other i'm and actually I just glad have to, i kind of i i have to like step away from it like i don't like going back and looking at it because it's like you know what i made that decision dave and i we sold a mm-hmm. beeple piece for $3500 wow but whoops <laughs> Yeah, when it first came out. It first, like I mean, the thing later. is, we yeah. bought three pieces right at the beginning. We mm. sold that other one because we didn't know. It was high at you the know? time. Yeah, and thirty five hundred dollars. It covered all the all the costs of all three Beeple pieces that we bought. I wow. mean, how were we supposed to know that it was going to go yeah, up to yeah. fifty, sixty thousand dollars? <laughs> right. You know, it's yeah, fine. It's wild. But yeah. after doing that, like, because doing a project like that Dead Mouse thing was pretty all consuming for a while. Now I'm just kind of like glad to get out of the, you know. Yeah, mania of like watching the numbers and all that stuff, and get back to one of one pieces. Yeah, so I felt yeah, like yeah. just all year last year, I was like, I had some good momentum going into the NFT world at the very beginning, and then I mm-hmm. like agreed to do all these like NFT collabos and projects for people, yeah. and then I just like killed my momentum. So I'm kind of saying no to jobs for this year as long as I can to kind of get back on the one of ones and do some deep multi-character weirdness, you know? Yeah, totally. <laughs> so. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Getting in that uh, Rococo. Squeezing into the Rococo. Oh, boy. 
Go ahead. Oh, fuck. We got hey, y'all. <laughs> I heard Smearballs was here today. So, uh, as a dog, <laughs> when I hear the phrase Smearballs, I think... Dorpy? Dorpy? <laughs> yeah. Let's let's not go that direction. Uh, have have you invested in, in any collections this year? Glad you asked. Uh, no, but I am designing my own collection. They're called Dead Dogs. Dead Dogs? Yeah, Dead Dogs. It's uh, it's it's got a it's got a five at the end of instead of the S, so you know it's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Here it is. Get, you're gonna get sued over that one. Yeah, right. <laughs> Joel's lawyer is already rubbing it, their hands together. <laughs> <laughs> it's a ten thousand piece collection of uh, dead dog heads, from dead poodles to dead Dobermans. Yeah, uh, they're they're as dead as a dog, and they're not happy about it. Hmm. <laughs> It looks really original and cool. Yeah, I think it's going to sell well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Each version has its own unique collar as well, and oh, it includes oh. uh, m- my favorite pattern on the collar: mm-hmm. houndstooth. Houndstooth. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I sure and hope I you also- don't put that laugh in the uh, in the edits. <laughs> like I was laughing at you, I was laughing at how uncomfortable <laughs> that joke was. <laughs> I should also mention that uh, the first piece minted, number one, it actually isn't the most valuable. It's uh, it's number two. Mm. <laughs> All right. Okay, bye. It's a nice oh, piece. Great. It's a nice piece. Look at that. Look at that. Uh, yeah. It's good. The houndstooth good. collar. Yeah, this thing's going to sell well. We should put that out there. Put right. that on OpenSea. <laughs> awesome. <sighs> Anything else? Anything else we want to talk about in NFTs today? Nikki, so it, you were saying that you've done a bunch of, like, you know, are people hitting you up for NFT work now, you know? And are you doing yeah. any, any like, or getting offers for, like, regular client work, you know? Um, like, hey, yeah, I, need some, yeah. I need some weird smearballs videos, you know? Sure, that, that never, NFT. that never really went away, but I've been pretty picky in turning down a lot of that stuff just because yeah. I want, like, you know? focus on where the money's at and it's there was more lucrative nft projects on the table than there were advertising jobs for me in the last right. year so i kind of just went that way yeah um but yeah i did a few small advertising jobs for like uh you know old spice and stuff i did some collabs with uh, meow wolf for their exhibit in uh, cool. uh oh Colorado you're a good match and, for that yeah yeah, yeah yeah i did a bunch of promo videos that was a lot of fun actually and that wasn't like a big money gig it's just meow wolf is cool and i wanted to do it yeah so i kind yeah. of yeah rock some promo videos for their crazy vegas like whatever fifty thousand square foot i want to go check that yeah. out i was supposed yeah, to go is that too. the one with the grocery store yeah yeah omega Mart. oh yeah. yeah so i i was supposed to go to vegas for joel's birthday because it was he was started a residency there and it just got canceled because of covid stuff but i, I wanted oh, really? that was on my itinerary to go check out the omega mart uh huh. exhibit but mm. yeah have to do it next time yeah for sure or whenever uh, NAB happens again, I guess. Yeah. Go back to Vegas Hopefully. and check it out. Hopefully. It's going to happen. There's yeah. dates. There's dates on the calendar, but I mean, we'll see. But yeah, I mean, I, the, the NFT, like, uh, collabos have uh, been popping up quite a bit. A lot of, like, you know, music artists getting into it, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did a piece with Wu-Tang that still hasn't been fucking released for that sale of the uh, 
uh, Once Upon a Time in Shaolin album. Mm-hmm. I I actually did the video for that, which I haven't been able to show anyone because they haven't. The no. please please are the DAO that bought it. I th- I think they want to find a way to like fractionalize that NFT and make a bazillion dollars and get around mm-hmm. any like whatever SEC problems with that shit. Because they did that yeah. with they did that with the uh, Doge meme, right? They bought that for a few million, and everyone's like, "What are you, what the hell are you doing?" And then they turned around and fractionalized it and made like fifty million bucks off it or something. Mm-hmm. And so, is that an SEC issue right now? I, I mean, think it's so. It's such a weird I think I talked, to, I talked to some guys in Miami who were talking about hyper-pixelization where they, instead of selling an NFT and fractionalizing it, they sell each pixel as an NFT. Right. And then, like, you know, right. then you collectively own it. Like, you know, same as, you know, these other schemes. But it's like... <laughs> I don't know, but I'm just kind of pissed because I made this kick-ass video. I spent months on it uh, mm-hmm. for this Wu-Tang album where it's like, I can't, I guess I can't even really talk about it. I'm pretty NDA'd <laughs> out the mm-hmm. ass for it. But yeah. I just want them to release it and actually create the NFT for it because it's, uh, a, you know, that took up a quarter of my year last year, that project. Yeah. But hopefully it comes out this year when they finally release it. But I think when you've got a, a DAO of like 80 people you have to vote on every little thing. Like thing, it mm-hmm. seems like every decision coming out of that takes a month, you know, before everyone pipes in and right. votes on stuff. So I don't know. Hopefully, something comes of that this year. But uh, and then I'm working with Mike. Yeah. I don't know. You guys have probably talked about his Madonna thing with uh, oh, Area or whatever. The Madonna thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. that thing. I didn't Mike. know that thing was public yet. Oh, isn't I it? Oh, I well, he's, I he's mentioned it. it. He no mentioned idea. it on Rogan. He said he's doing it on oh, Rogan. So I figured. Oh, he did. Okay. Cat's a bit out of the bag on that, but I don't know. Something might be happening with that, or maybe not. Yeah. It's all. I have. Yeah. I have seen it. <laughs> I have seen it. Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, I don't know if that's gonna. I had heard that it was either just not happening or it slowed down or kept coming back. I heard he was waiting waiting to hear back from Madonna and Madonna just hasn't said anything. Well, no, it's been going back and forth. And then I thought it was dead. And then I heard him on Rogan say it was still on. And then I'm like, what the hell's going on? So I don't know. We'll see. But hopefully it sees the light of day as well. I've like, I think my graveyard of projects I've done that had never seen the light of day is like eight feature <laughs> films worth of shit. Like honestly, That's I have funny. Like so much. Not not just because I made something too crazy. Mm-hmm. It's just like various <laughs> reasons. Like obviously, when I was working yeah. on Conan, a lot of stuff I was throwing at the wall never made it on right. the air, which I haven't right. been able to show. Right. But like stuff like that, I've got like I don't know. One day I should just release it all. You yeah. should. Fuck yeah, the, everybody. The smearballs, <laughs> the smearballs, yeah. master, the master half, edit. the half of my career that I haven't been able yeah. to share with the world. <laughs> Leftover smears. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do it. Man. Garbage smears. Mm, garbage. The recycle. Someday. Recycle bin smears. Garbage balls. I need to have like garbage some balls. kind of a like auto release video that like. Uploads to Vimeo and YouTube as like as soon as you die inactive for like yeah switch (laughs) dead man switch yeah yeah all on the blockchain Mm -hmm. right and then all residuals go to your estate right all set up ahead of time that's That's pretty great has Conan done anything in NFTs yet uh not that I've heard I uh, I feel like he'd at least be talking about it jokingly (laughs) about how he doesn't understand it I'm sure he's you know tweeted about it in that kind of way but I doubt he's done anything in that realm so uh uh super off off topic but um uh you know uh Bo Burnham Mm -hmm. uh his uh his inside special so he has this uh this song called uh uh funny feeling right 
where he's uh he's talking about all these like you know things that are just weird about the world you know and at one point he talks about like a female colonel sanders and that (laughs) always makes me think of you it always (laughs) makes me think of you well it's kind of sad because all that i did like probably 10 projects for kfc through widening kennedy and i heard mm-hmm. that this year they just lost that contract or that it's oh, like oh that's been renegotiated or something so it's uh well I if they lost know. the contract you should be like hey kfc just hire me directly just, yeah exactly give you me know? your multi-million i will make i will make all your weird and, videos <laughs> and the pure creative freedom that they used to give widening kennedy like they widening kennedy really had pretty much carte blanche like when i was doing yeah. projects with them it was like there was never notes from the client hardly yeah like, it was that's just nice pretty they had a pretty long leash it was pretty amazing like that was a dream period for that kind of work anyway it was super mm-hmm. fun but yeah the the uh, virtual kernel thing we won a webby for that one the uh best use that's of cool. social media or something that year it was kind of cool that's cool and the, the yeah. con- controversial dj colonel sanders that uh <laughs> pissed a lot of people off did I you see that one i don't know that one no. yeah no DJ it was like at ultra music festival dj colonel sanders came out oh with this, like, yes head. i do remember this and it was so oh, funny yeah. because like well they asked me to do it and my buddy fez actually uh did a lot like the live visuals i i fed him some content but he actually did the full like you know 4k resolume setup to blast mm-hmm. it at the show and then they they got a head made for it mm-hmm. and it pissed a lot of people off because they're just like well now there's you know corporate kfc crap on the stage but it was obviously like a oh, ridiculous joke now. And I remember yeah. telling Joel, because Joel was like, uh, I, I brought up the Colonel Sanders thing, and he starts, like, bitching about it or whatever, and I was like, dude, that was me, man. And then he, like, his face, <laughs> went, his face went from, like, oh, that's pissed funny. off to, like, confused to laughing to, like, still pissed <laughs> off. And I, he's like, of course you did that, you fucking that's asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but it was so funny. That's funny. But, yeah, I mean, that was just obviously one of those, like, gigs that's going to be piss people this off a, and be that's like, a bad hilarious. picture of it but there yeah. it is <laughs> yep. yeah. you know the worst thing about that is like we had uh, my buddy Nautilus was making some uh, music for this and they were like so freaked out the the agency and the client was like what if no this EDM sounds like other EDM and we might have a lawsuit that like mm-hmm. we weren't allowed like they hired music professionals what? to like see if this music was too much like some other music so he made some song that was Weird. like totally 100% original EDM track to use on this and they sent it to some musicologist person who said well that's the same chord progression as some fucking Coldplay song so we can't Everything use it. Is. So we can't use it. I'm like, are you kidding me? This is like a different tempo, a different yeah. everything. It doesn't even have. You would never think Coldplay when you heard this goddamn song. Right. It's an EDM song. I don't think chord progressions can be copyrighted. No. Can so it, so it, I don't like know that. what the fuck. It was just a nightmare to try and make music for this with this like fear of getting sued because of somebody's yeah. ign- ignorance about EDM. So then we ended up having to buy buy and remix stock EDM music for this oh, show, that's <laughs> which could be the same problem. <laughs> no, exactly. It's like like, but then then the liabilities with the stock site that sold it to you, right? That's the whole thing. They need to offload True. the liability. True. So, anyway, yeah. but it was just to like gotta ridiculous. pass the blame somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> DJ Colonel Sanders. I DJ love Colonel Sanders. DJ Cr- now did he come before or after Marshmallow? I can just see Joel being like, "Oh yeah, DJ Colonel Sanders. <laughs> this is the worst thing since Marshmallow." <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. Dave, if you look at that link that I just sent in the chat, it's, I mean, it's a YouTube video. I don't know if you really want to show it, but like, this is actually like, did you do any of these, any of the, the, the animations and stuff for this? Yeah, and then on the back of the screen, uh, okay. the, the back. Yeah, because I mean, they look so. very smearballsy. You know, <laughs> I did no, some. After of I watch it. this ad for Humera, I'll bring it up. <laughs> My, uh... <laughs> oh, this Dude, is this need... is raw footage. We can bring this up. This yeah, is you fine. need uh, you need YouTube uh, Premium. I just I just started paying for that. Oh, you did. Yeah. Well, I told you to get to to get. I did uh, get YouTube, YouTube TV. Uh, TV. I like it a lot. That stuff is awesome. Yeah. So that's so you did that. That whole, was yeah. That, they, that model was from an actual spot they did where they made a robotic uh, Colonel Sanders head for a uh, like drive-through. Uh-huh. <laughs> so they gave me the model and I just animated. Oh, it. that's funny. So yeah. like he talks to you when you go through the drive-through? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's that funny. Oh, and so that was from I, I reused a lot of assets because we had like a week to do this whole thing or some stupid uh-huh. short amount of time. So that that bongo drumming was from the. KFC chicken yeah. pot pie meditation thing I right. did. Oh yeah, that was the best. Are Ari of help on that too? Yeah, uh, on that one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, space, 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 spacey stuff. Yeah, space peas. But yeah, this was that was another one of these projects that was like, like that space one too. We had, we did that in, or the uh, pot pie meditation thing we did in twelve days the entire yeah. thing and it was forty minutes of content or something yeah. crazy like. Gosh, oh, yeah, I remember you talking about that. Yeah, there was like one hero video of like nine minutes, and then the rest. Uh, my uh, my buddy Fez, who also did the stuff for DJ Colonel Sanders, he did a lot of it in Resolume by pumping mm-hmm. out real time renders. You know, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, but yeah, but no, the heyday of KFC is kind of sadly over, unfortunately. But uh, maybe it'll pop up again if uh, KFC wants to do any, some stuff. I'm uh, down. Any more? Yeah. Any more? Like uh, the last time I think we had you on the show, we talked about like. You know, you wanting to do something similar that you did with the chickening, you know, mm-hmm. any updates mm. on that I mean, or anything? I guess I've just been so into just building out detailed like 3D scenes. I haven't even been in the After Effects 2D, yeah. you know, rotoscope right. hell world in quite a <laughs> while. But I, keep, I always like, you know, there's some fondness in my heart for that style. I do want to go back to it with a refreshed yeah. 3D angle. But I just haven't. Honestly, this is the first time I've had in years now again that i'm actually free so maybe but sure right right now i'm doing more like you know that cubicle one i did with all the characters and that weird yeah 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 yeah. i'm doing i want to do a couple more like that right now so i'm doing right now i'm doing a house party scene with like 10 or 12 people (laughs) all doing really weird stuff so that That you did in your rococo suit yeah exactly so that's the next one and then i'm going to do another one of a church i'm going to do a church simulator so a bunch of weirdos worshiping the yep. lord <laughs> those, those are the two i have on deck right now so i want to do those first and then we'll see what see if happens, you do but. if you do something with the church one is that one just a that's just a, a, a standard old nft right yeah i'm you just know? gonna throw them up on say if you did something interactive where people could like you know tithe to you that you would know? be pretty awesome actually yeah <laughs> You pass around the hat and you get right. you get like a POAP token and right. <laughs> hey, it's tax free if it's religious, right? Yeah. Right. Well, that would actually be cool to make a church a fucked up church metaverse, like where you go yeah. and it's like there's a mm. sermon going on and the stuff's burning and there's like you know a bunch of weirdos in the pews. It would be pretty cool. So maybe yeah. I'll do the animation and then try and port it to Unreal after and there make it into a live 
place so you can go on Sundays. Have you done a lot <laughs> of Unreal you, stuff? No, I just downloaded it last week for the first time. Mm-hmm. So, okay. I'm, but I, I got to get into it because it's just getting so powerful, man. I'm like, yeah, four or five. I downloaded five because I had to uh, work with the guys on that Dead Mouse headquarters thing, and mm-hmm. they built it in five. So I just downloaded it to mm-hmm. be able to like check out their cool. project. So I haven't really done anything, to tell you the truth. But it's uh, it's also on deck for software I have to learn. It's in cool. the pile. Yeah, yeah, the pile. You guys, oh yeah, you have a course, don't you? <laughs> we the, do. Yeah. Beginners, I should check that yeah. out. Yeah, uh, your Houdini wind, one was very bushes. helpful with uh, Mark. Actually, I. Uh, I dug it, but I, I need those notifications to stop because I've like. Yeah. Oh well, you can <laughs> just do that in settings. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Every yeah. Sunday. I, I've been, I'm oh, going on says, like two years. I get so much. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going on two years yeah. of getting those notifications. Like, I know. Yeah, I know. I, so my particle and stuff. And what's funny is still do. I signed up uh, when I, we were testing it. I signed up on like a whole bunch of like dummy accounts. So every week it's Hey Farts McGee. You've only finished like ten percent of <laughs> yeah. this course. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What was my login for Farts McGee? I don't remember. <laughs> really? Yeah. So funny. Yeah. Have you gone pretty deep in Unreal yourself? Uh, yourself? Just I just went through the course. That was yeah. about it. You know, like for me, I'm 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 more of the I'm waiting around for Brigade type stuff. You mm-hmm. know, for the Unreal right, rendering, right. like because I don't really need to use it for anything besides i wouldn't need to use it for anything besides sending out like renders quickly to clients and stuff like that Mm -hmm. you know i'm not doing any interactive stuff or anything like that you Mm -hmm. know with some of the stuff that you're doing i could see you definitely needing it you know yeah or getting into it more well it's like the the power of the soft body stuff even is super impressive Mm -hmm. and unreal like it's just the being able to bust all that stuff out in real time and and the rendering quality is getting really good volumetrics are getting really good it's just Mm -hmm. like there's going to be a point where it's just like why am i using cinema for certain things when it's like you know or on the rendering side i mean you're always going to still probably use it for uh creating and building and modeling and what have Mm -hmm. you but i imagine that stuff's in the works in unreal too Are, are there good modeling uh, you know, apps within no it or what? There is even no. any modeling stuff. You would really? think that someone, right? Like you know, like that they would be into that. You know that they would. Are there modifiers in Unreal that you can like you know uh, distort meshes and change things? I don't to? know. Yeah. I don't know. And yeah. Winbush's course doesn't really go into that stuff. It's just kind Mostly of introductory. C four D to yeah yeah, yeah. Know, Unreal and yeah. stuff like that. Just yeah. learning Unreal really from. From the the from scratch. Have you tried the uh, Octane export to Unreal? Is there any kind of bridge from Cinema 4D if you have Octane materials to get stuff into Unreal so easily? The cool thing with that, um, you export out Orbix files, and then I believe you will be able to read and manipulate Orbix files directly into Unreal. Yeah, you know, directly. Quote, don't quote me on it. I'm pretty sure that's the case. You know, because that was how they got things over. But the one thing with that is, you're basically you're not rendering real time per se. Mm-hmm. You're rendering is Octane it, the same. But is it faster to render Octane in Unreal than it is it's in not. Cinema? No, no, no. It's exactly you tried the it. same. Yeah, that was that yeah. was my thing. I was like. Oh well, you know if I can bring in Octane stuff to Unreal and then render it in real time, hell yeah, let's do it. But there's no difference in time mm-hmm. that you know. The only way to speed things up is to render it in Octane standalone. You know, mm-hmm. 
So is that all actually, that'll be available. Is that actually faster rendering and standalone than it is out of cinema? I believe it is. But like nominally, or is it like substantial? I, I don't know. Like, yeah. I really don't know, honestly. But I, once I count- will say like getting it out to orbix the amount of time that you could spend getting it out to orbix that's may the negate the, the amount that's of time like, so many times yeah. i'm like oh, i want to render this and render to free up my machine and then it's like mm-hmm. oh that's 40 gig file and then i have to not only export the mm. orbix i have to upload it like i wish there was a yeah. like per frame orbix upload to render network thing where it can That'd just, cool. you know, so I can render some frames on Render Network while rendering some locally to speed things yeah. up or like, I don't know. The, uh, well, I that is part of Schrodinger's render, which <laughs> is the statement that uh, anything that you want to do with an Orbex, Jules, is already working. <laughs> right? yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I, I know with the, I, I'm excited about the, the C4D native, you know, uh, yeah. in render. Yeah. So being able to just save out a project, you know, instead of having to export it out to an Orbix first, you know, straight out of is C4D. that that's in the works? That's that is happening? in the works. Yeah, good. Mm-hmm. That, that was announced along with the 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 Redshift yeah. stuff. So oh, hopefully, good, good. I think that should be out. What's the at roadmap some point later the on this year? Is Redshift happening soon, or is that like way in the distant future kind of thing? I have know? a feeling they'll probably both be done at the same time around the same time because and this is just me i have no insider information you know i would assume that if they're working with the maxon team on redshift they would also be working on getting the native c4d files as well you know yeah yeah Yeah. i bet you they're gonna like i the whole reason they're using orbex all this time was because of the pain in the ass with all the plugins and everything like that i wonder Mm -hmm. how that's gonna work when you've got some X that is, yeah, that's hair, that could like, be interesting, mm-hmm. huh? Yeah, I wonder if they'll have um, to have like a. I, I wonder if you could do like a centralized hub or something with just the, the plugins, the s- specific plugins for that. Yeah, because everything still ultimately needs to be baked somehow. Right, 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 right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, huh? But. Yeah, some other things in the chat. I think. Uh, what was I going to talk about? <laughs> Let's see. I'm trying to go back a little bit. Mm-hmm. The Digital Jesus Camp. Any tips? <laughs> I, think, for... I, I think you should do you should do a Q conspiracy meetup uh, thing. <laughs> that you would know, be that, yeah, that'd be fun. There you go. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, that's a great way to get like a million people threatening you right. online. Right. I know. <laughs> sure. <laughs> No, even just doing like Trump crap or MAGA stuff on Instagram or whatever, you, you inevitably get, get the hardcore hate smackdown from a few crazies. Figure you could do zombie J- JFK Jr. or something, you know. <laughs> um, uh, somebody's asking the, tips for starting out with NFTs. Yes. I would yeah. say, I don't know, man. That's a tough one. I, just, I kind of just feel like I won the lottery getting on Super Rare at the right time in the right place, but... Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that it's still quality work still hopefully stands out. If it doesn't right now, I think it will in the long mm-hmm. run. You know, these things don't go anywhere. They're on the blockchain forever. So, yeah, you know, do detailed work. There's just so much half-ass crap that I'm seeing. And even yep. it's discouraging seeing itself for a ton of money and so many artists just busting out lazy crap to make a quick buck. But I yeah. think in the long run, it's still just people realize that you've spent time on something when it's good and when you've, you know, added that detail or have a good idea. So. 
mm-hmm. stick to your guns and make good stuff is number one. I guess the, the marketing thing and trying to, you know, hype your stuff properly, it's different for everyone, you know? It's so hard to say, like, it's also like when people say, ask me how I started out, and I'm like, fuck, I don't know. I made a bunch of dumb shit on YouTube and <laughs> yeah. dropped out of art right. school. Like, it's not good advice, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. to do right. it the way I did it. But I don't know. I think just yeah. make good work and try and pu- publicize it well. I mean, it's yeah, it's tough because and don't spam never people in their freaking Twitter inbox constantly mm-hmm. with yeah. How, how many how many people have bought an NFT because they got a random DM on their Instagram that said you're going to miss out? These yeah. things are selling like h- hotcakes. But you I think you I don't think the, hear the PFP like you know world is totally different than making one of one art like yeah it's the difference between uh, like some weird Mm -hmm. commercial project and uh, and gallery art you know like it's completely Mm -hmm. different world and it's weird that they get conflated so much but um i think you know eventually the the one of one artist fine art market is going to completely separate from that shit hopefully and it's you know becomes about the art again (laughs) (laughs) but uh was this question what about the platform that's I a mean, tough one too because plat- platforms kind of become flavor of the week too i think i feel like i've been fortunate to get into super rare because it's kind of held held some ground throughout all this but like makers makers place definitely had a heyday nifty gateway had a heyday and things have come and gone and you can see by the charts they they're always in flux so i guess it's kind of like as much as I tell a million NFT platforms to fuck off on Instagram every week, because there's like a bazillion <laughs> of them, like I guess researching them and finding if there are any cool, unique ones that are catching some fire to try and jump right. in on them early because you could score. But you also don't want to throw your art up on a million shitty NFT sites. So it's like, yeah. right. you got to kind of be careful. But I, I think we're going to run into a time when if you've got a kick-ass piece of artwork, you can shop it around to these platforms to see if they'll give you any like incentives to post on their platform. You know what I mean? Like I'm kind of almost thinking right. like it could be a, like, cause these platforms want good art on their sites, you know? So if you've got some good work, it could be about a negotiation of like getting some, uh, you know, guaranteed publicity out of it, but by putting your art on a platform and kind of, you know, realize that you've got some worth if you've got a good piece and, and shop it around and see what you can get out of a platform for posting it there. If it's a unknown, yeah. more unknown platform anyway, but otherwise, Token I don't know. rewards? Like I see... Like, s- like multipliers? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I see fun. some good sales on Maker's Place sometimes, sometimes on Foundation. It's hard to say, like, you know, where to post yeah. stuff. Yeah. Just concentrate on the art. The mm-hmm. people will come, mm-hmm. right? I Hopefully. think it is kind of important to not spread yourself out too much. Like, I, I've had almost all my luck on Super Rare, a few sales on other things, but a lot of stuff that I posted on other sites just didn't sell or is still sitting there collecting mm-hmm. the cobwebs, you know? So, like, I kind of, because of that, want to keep focusing my attention on Super Rare where all my stuff's selling. So, yeah. yeah. And it's kind of cool yeah. to have your collection of, you know, unified work in one place. So, right. It's, you know. Tough choice. Matt, you you got some uh, crypto links yeah, yeah, for yeah, us yeah. here yeah, before let's we go. go. Back to that. Um, yeah. It was, oh boy. Sorry, I just logged Co- me out of Coinly. Notion. Oh, why are you Coinly. Doing that? Okay. Yeah, you so know, if you'd have the app for Notion, it was all easier. I just deleted it off my computer. I like using, oh, I like oh. using the web browser. Hmm. Um, okay, so coinly.io, K O I N L Y dot I O. So keep in mind, all of these links are ones that people have sent me. I have not actually used personally, so I can't vouch for their, (laughs) 
their right. uh, 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 void where prohibited. Yeah, we get yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> Not financial advice. Um, Coinly.io. Um, so with tax season coming up, this will uh, help go through all your, you know, crypto transactions and stuff like that and figure out, you know, how you're doing tax wise. It'll get some tax forms for you. But I think it's cool. also like I would looked at it and I'm like, how does it know what is a capital gain? What is income from art? It's like I'm like trying to figure right, out no. if it can actually figure that stuff out. So I feel like it's like a broad stroke solution but you still need to kind of dive in if you've got complicated stuff with art sales and tons of resales yeah. and transactions and there's yeah, some I don't stuff know. to figure yeah. out still. but it no does idea. look i think it, it does look I, cool i think it looks through your wallet and figures out all the transactions and what the price for you know whatever cryptocurrency was at that specific time so mm-hmm. oh um, that's yeah. handy oh yeah that yeah. too yeah um and then uh, uh Gernge sent us a couple of links um first one is uh looks rare um it's a it's a supposedly a new competitor to OpenSea. which is kind of neat could be neat um he he said that he signed up for the account and like it apparently looks at your OpenSea account and then gives you like as a incentive you know or like a hey you're a heavy user they like give you some of their own coin or something like that uh which he Mm -hmm. said he got like 1.7 eth you know from or the equivalent of you know just for signing up which is cool so i don't know worth it to check out um and then the uh last one is revoke.cash i believe it is Um, but this is a website that, um, so anytime you go to like, you know, one of these wallet sites where it's like, Oh, connect your wallet. So-and-so, you know, and you go and sign in, you know, they, they have access to your wallet at all times. So if one Mm -hmm. of them was to get hacked, you know, there's a chance that you're putting yourself out there. Uh, revoke.cash allows you to Mm. revoke your, you know, uh, uh, that permission, uh, from different website, which is kind of cool. So. That's all I got as far as links. Um, Casey uh, asked a question. I don't know why it didn't come through the the chat on the screen, but uh, was asking about if we've seen a market for handmade NFTs, like oil paintings that so have been digitized. A, I have noticed that there have been a lot of like you know physical artists and stuff like that on Nifty Gateway and uh, uh, Maker's Place and stuff like that. You know who do drops regularly. Um, I 100% think it's cool, you know, mm-hmm. to digitize like actual artwork, especially if you're selling it as a one-on-one and including the artwork as it, mm-hmm. you know, which I think is, I, gotta, I think that's rad. I give one-on-one prints of all my NFTs mm-hmm. uh, sent in the mail as well. So I, I like to, yeah. you know, have that physical thing. But yeah, I think the opposite's great too. If you make physical artwork and find a way to digitize it, especially if you have like a painting and find a cool way to make a digital interpretation of it i've seen a lot of cool like animated you know paintings and and real life things that yeah pop. richard says i love canada's honor system in the tax code is there really a bit of an honor system um up there well i'm i mean as much as in the u.s i think isn't it like you yeah you claim all of your expenses and uh you know whatnot. And I mean, if you they get audited, you get audited, and then you okay. can go to jail oh, okay. like anywhere else. All right. <laughs> oh, okay. okay, that's what I was curious yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah. You can still get audited. <laughs> yeah. 
They're like, I thought they were just like, you know, they just come apologize. <laughs> or you just apologize to them and yeah. it's all good. I'm you know? sorry. They come beat you up <laughs> for your maple boot? syrup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. They <clears throat> send you to the syrup mines. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Uh, all right. Anything so, else? Um, yeah. Else? If, if anyone has any artwork that they are doing any drops, uh, feel free to email us info at mograph.com. We'll show it on the show. Um, but yeah, I guess we could get back to the regular show, can't we? Let's do it. The drop. Drop, drop, drop. Is this the fucking mic? Drop. This is exactly what I should be doing. Right. And we're back. Nick, thank you back. as always for being on the show. It's, yeah, it's, thanks for It's great me. hanging out. Like, I really enjoy hanging out with you. Yeah, you know, likewise. Just talking fun. shop. Good to catch up. It's been a while. Yeah. Has been too yeah. long. Too, too mm-hmm. long. Yeah. Yeah, Nick's going to stick around after the show. We're going to give him a little preview of MoGraph TV and how it works. Oh, wicked. Yeah, I want to see that software that you've got going for the stream. Yeah. Yeah. I'll show you all the behind-the-scenes stuff. I'll probably do a video, too, at some point. Show yeah. some behind-the-scenes just for fun and... We'll have a little promo video for it coming out pretty soon. Started working on that yesterday. Um, Nick, if people want to find you on the interwebs, what do they need to Google? Smearballs.com. You can actually check out my new store at smearballs.com slash store and get cool hats and, oh, and right. limited edition prints. Smearballs t-shirt, <laughs> which I, I am not currently awesome. wearing because it Thanks. is dirty. Thanks for buying that. And uh, yeah, and and if you want to check out my uh, metaverse, Smeariverse thing, it's uh, in an iframe right in smearballs.com on the splash page. Oh, yeah, it is. I saw so that. you can go there. And oh. if you, if anyone wants to use that for video conferencing, you can have your own meetings there. My place is yours. I do not care who hangs out there. Everyone's welcome. That's <laughs> really funny. So, oh, here we go. go I got to show you. Uh, all of our clients. Do it. Yeah, yeah. so those two prints, awesome. the two American Exceptionalism prints, I've sold, I think, four of each, mm-hmm. and there's ten of each in existence, and I'm never going to print that particular frame of the animation again. Cool. So they're, they're, that's that's it for that run of oh, ten. Okay. So there's a few left. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to add some more prints soon, and I think I'm going to try and pull a uh, Dead Mouse head print project where you mm. can get your own head printed in 17 by 17 or 16 by 16 i guess and uh and signed so i'm gonna rock that at some point nice cool yeah Mm -hmm. yeah you should have worn yours on the show matt i'm sorry (laughs) it would have been covered up by my camp mograph shirt anyway (laughs) true we'll just pretend yeah we'll just pretend nick you should come to camp mograph yeah, yeah, I mean, I've been busy every other year. Last year's location looked pretty awesome, but uh, pretty was this sweet. one yeah. comparable or better? Or uh, it's good, comparable. Or? Yeah, it's got uh, it's got some fun things as well. What, what state mean, did you say it's in? Virginia. Virginia. That's it's uh, it's, it's right on the beach, which ish, is going to be yeah. sweet. Yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Right so, near the beach. I think I'm not yeah. allowed to drive in Virginia. I got like a <laughs> almost like reckless driving speeding ticket there on one of my trips to Art Basel like ten years ago, and I never paid the ticket. I just like, that's funny. You're gonna get arrested. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They got it's a possible. warrant out for your arrest in Virginia. Right. Yeah. I was yeah. I was driving a car with like expired plates. I had <laughs> like my insurance was out of date, and I was speeding way over the speed limit. I'm surprised he let me go. Like this highway cop pulled me over, and I'm like, I'm screwed. I'm royally screwed. And he just like yeah, slapped me with a ticket I never paid, and I never went back to Virginia. 
That's oh, funny. Man. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, we'll drive you. Yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. I'll up. have to we'll, fly. We'll, we'll, we'll have, have the fly. shuttle pick you up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. Awesome. Anyway, great cool. talking to you guys. Yeah, man. Yeah, you too. We're gonna get out of here. You can rate us on iTunes, leave a review, subscribe on your podcatcher of choice. You can also subscribe to the newsletter and get all the updates on all the things we're working on and all the shows and things. You can say you've been there, done that, got the t-shirt with the MoGraph logo tee, the Paul Bab, Feel the Bab 2020 shirt. All the profits from that go to Doctors Without Borders. The I Render Things one. t-shirt, hoodie, and long sleeve tee. You can get that on there. And the That Render is Fire shirt, which you are only allowed to wear, ironically, unless, unless you're, shams. you're shams. And <laughs> the MoGraph Blandishment shirt as well. Hey, we're on Facebook. Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and MoGraph.com. <laughs> Follow us now on TikTok. I might uh, go live with that, I don't know, 6 or 7 o'clock tonight. We'll see. Mm-hmm. And uh, see what happens. Just figure out what people want to see on TikTok when it comes to motion graphics. I don't know. Yep. Maybe nothing. Maybe it will be awful. Yeah. But there's a good we chance. We'll see. Yeah, there's a good chance it will be awful. So yeah. if you want to see something awful, come check it out. <laughs> and I'll see you tonight. Other than that, we're going to get out of here. Until next time, I'm Dave. And I'm Matt. And I'm Nick. Have a good one. Later, yo. It's pretty good, I guess. MoGraph.com, an online resource for motion graphic artists. Start your week with the MoGraph podcast. Industry news, interviews with your favorite artists, and terrible humor. Watch live shows and interviews from MoGraph events like NAB, SIGGRAPH, HalfRes, and local meetups. Our MoGraph talks feature live demos and motivation from artists all around the world. Sometimes you got to make stuff that you're not going to put on your reel, and I'm not here to judge. What if Rick and Morty show up for the countdown at midnight? That's where I peaked in life, in my career. we got to stop this thing, Rick! It's going to kill us all! Hear from the people that create your software, design your render engines, and artists that are changing the face of modern motion graphics. You get that render done. Yeah, you better frame, frame what? MoGraph tutorials and online classes will teach you about Cinema 4D, After Effects, as well as other popular software and render engines. Throw in the HDR Studio, take the render settings, pick the HDR, put a reflection, and gorgeous. Branch into new software. Learn time-saving tips, techniques, workflows, and lessons that'll keep you up to date in the world of motion design. Oh, brother, those are some of my favorite elves. I love projects that scare me. When our art director comes to us and asks for something that I had never done before, man, it gets me pumped. Join the conversation in our live sessions. Check out our plugins or join the hundreds of daily active users in our Slack channel for technical help, advice, contests, or just to joke around. Real nice banana. Ah, that's so funny. All right. I'm going to live forever. <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe today and get the latest updates on our YouTube and other social media channels. Take all your dreams and just do it! We don't care how you get here, folks. Just get here. Subscribe to MoGraph.com.